Leak, man, you gotta make it. Leak, you gotta make us uh, moderators, man. What you doing, man? Oh, shit, I forgot since I am the first person out here. This nigga loves being the first one in here, but for no reason, just just be sitting here. Bro, this feels nice to be the first one in here. I can talk to myself for like two seconds. This nigga. (laughs) I is right there. You just gonna ignore her, Katie? We we honestly wanna hear from her, not you, to be honest with. Nah, that's too damn bad. I'm fucking dead. I mean, she was talking on on the pod the other day, so. That's because she ain't got no manners. I mean, you you the one who chose to let it leave it on unmuted, so technically you don't have any manners. No, I'm sorry, I tried to speak. If it were you know. I mean, but you wasn't speaking the the whole time. You wasn't. Don't let me talk on the pod, you know. But you only spoke a couple times and left yourself unmuted. You know, the the people that uh, the the face of the pod. The most recognizable figure on the pod, I always be talking to everybody on the pod. I love it when we're talking genius. over everybody. Is okay. that what you said? Mm. Most said. recognizable figure. That pose. Most funny. recognizable. That's crazy. Panda, you, Panda crazy. you the face? You the face of worst gen? I'm not. Yeah. I'm really not. That belongs to Sensei. All right, we, we saw the poll results. What that mean? Y'all niggas are biased because y'all be perpetuating this agenda that I'm the most recognizable person to come out. Hey, Lee, come We don't perpetuate a single say, agenda. You saying all the votes was biased? People literally quoted it. It was like, Panda. Nah, it's Panda. It was like, All right, well, since I'm most recognizable, I better be recognizable for my goddamn birthday. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just nah, we go through uh-huh. this every year with her birthday. We always act like we not gonna remember your birthday, then we remember your birthday. I just know, you know, I'm taking small donations of twenty six dollars. This girl says small donations of twenty six dollars. <laughs> Mike, you, babe, you are a big baller. Let's not do this. Don't do this shit. See that? That's this is why y'all niggas like lying on me, and I don't understand it because a nigga it, it's broke. Like, what, bro, what are y'all on? Child, Talking about broke. broke, like this nigga name man, Mike G Wentworth. This nigga said Mike <laughs> G Wentworth. I thought we was using one of his guest houses as Airbnb. Hell yeah! Hey, league man. Hey, listen. All listen. right, all right. I did. All right. I haven't done it in a long time. But you got to do it. <laughs> show passed it off like he was. It was a white woman's house. Eight seven seven cash now. Hey, y'all disrespect. Steve, why you up here, man? You you came up here just to be quiet, man. What's up, man? Steve, Steve damn. Why you mad at this nigga? You mad at me all No, nah, Steve, Steve is my dog, man. I'm fucking with this nigga. I, I, we, we, we gave Abe a hard time before in the pregame room, so we had to give you a hard time a little bit. So. I heard you. I heard you. I, was, I just was in here being quiet, man. Hey, what's up with you, man? You good, bro? I'm good. You know, you know. ever since you uh, hooked me up on that, that uh that insurance and stuff with all that money. Yes, sir. Ben, mm-hmm. I, I am not I am not Mike's uh Mike Saint. Sell drugs. That's where the money came from. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Mike Snowfall. If I <laughs> Mike Fall. If I did sell crack, best believe I would be rich out here. So you give your fave some money, right? So, hey, what are the topics we're going to get into today, man? So, we're going to talk about some casual shit before we... Bro, that deep breath was fucking wild. (laughs) Yo. Yo. Uh, we normally do the first five minutes to let people file in and shit. You know how them single file lines don't be moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it's a lot of people in here, man. I feel like everybody is ready for that, uh... 
for that smoke that we have coming. So what's smoke? Deservedly yeah, so. Deservedly so. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Let's get it in. And let's wait it's till funny, I will say this before we really get it popping that. It, it, the timing of uh, his tweets and what happened today really fit with today's episode. It's fucking right. Well, it's really I'm letting, I'm letting y'all niggas sure. know right now, bro. I'm not sitting through another four hour night of us talking about y'all. Oh, we no, no, big facts. Big facts. Actually, I did. I did want to shit on two things real quick. So, um, I feel if like it, if it's if it's Yasuke, it's not Yasuke. It's not okay. Yasuke. I'm 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 off of I'm off of Yasuke right now. Well, we, um, we bring it up for topic two. So I feel we, like we we completely let. Neo Yokio go through with no slander as a community, even though that shit was booty fucking butt. Like how did? I didn't take it wasn't that bad. Never I, seen I it. Like that shit stinks. Neo Yokio That shit was not funny, bro. That, no, no. That, that, if you got it, if you walk in see Neo Yokio and you don't take it seriously, you know it's garbage. You know it's trash and all that shit. No. You walk into it like that. No, that shit's hilarious. I'm sorry, Jesus Samero. Jesus Samero. I don't understand why niggas think I care about. Nieces and Mero. Them niggas is funny. They made the show. Them niggas is funny. They made the show. Rome was right. They, they made, made the show. show. They made the show. Them niggas is funny. They're not even voice acting. They're not even voice acting. They just walked in the studio and just started having a conversation. They recorded it. That shit is Who hilarious. fucking cares? That shit is funny, bro. Who not walks that. into an anime and be like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think it's good. I'm just gonna take it for what it is. It's bad. <laughs> Who walks into an anime thinking that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I gotta depend on the strength of Deezus and Mero to make his shit good, no. Every year, that shit make hella bread, and that shit is one of the worst movies to ever come out in his. What? Some people like watching trash, bro. It's okay. To, my, to answer Mike's question, I'm one of those people. To answer your question though, Mike, I think Neo Yokio got to be bad on a lesser stage than Yasuke because of the amount of promotion and like that's true and hype and pub that was surrounding Yasuke leading up to the day. So while like Neo Yokio may have his flaws, I'm hard pressed to find people that have actually like watched it too. Yeah, me, me, like, me, Neo Yokio's whole thing like- with Jane Smith. I do, I do think I agree with like uh, Aaron about the fact what that the I didn't take Neo Yokio seriously, so it was enjoyable. It wasn't like a gr- like fire or no gas or no shit, but it was just like funny, like like how bad it was. It was hilariously bad. It was like a train wreck. You couldn't stop watching. I think that's something Aaron or somebody else said on the What, what was the show about? Yeah. I, I, I said it was. A tra- I said it was a train. Wreck. Watch like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Y'all niggas are no crazy. What um, about. Hey, so I call it satire, honestly. Anime is satire for me. No. With Jaden Smith as the main character? No. Okay, but what the, was it? We, the Boondocks is funny. Neo Yokio is not fucking funny. We gotta stop naming the bad shit satire, bro. Thank you. Thank you. There's not an ounce of satire in that shit. That shit is just bad. Can we get started, though? Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all. Uh... It's it's about that time. We we gave people enough time to file in. It's looking like we got a nice crowd. So uh let's That's a lot of people in moving. here. Shout out to the new people in here, man. I see I see the little emoji things down there. Shout out to the new people and shout out to the people that's been rocking with us. If you've been rocking with us from session one, we wholeheartedly 100% appreciate you and we can't say enough about you. Um welcome everybody to session 13 of Anime After Dark. This is only on Clubhouse, and it's brought to you by Worst Generation Podcast and Blender May Podcast. We here together. It's a unit thing. Uh, we whooping ass. Y'all seen the pictures? You see it. Uh, this is Anime After Dark, a weekly discussion. We host it. Y'all host it. It's the whole anime and market community um, in all our wholesomely twisted glory. I'm GB, and uh, we got the infamously unbothered Mike. 
and we're gonna be y'all guys on this little journey tonight. We missing my nigga sensei, so if you don't hear motherfuckers laughing all the time, then you know that's why. <laughs> or dogs uh, barking. Or dogs barking. That's why. Um, before we get started, we need to go over the rules as always. This is a safe space. Please be respectful of others, or you will be kicked. We want y'all to get in y'all bag. We want to hear y'all opinions, but we have zero tolerance if y'all finna be disrespectful or, you know, trying to bully other people that's in our community. Uh, make sure that you follow others, including the moderators. Most of us, um, all of us actually on the platform tonight have our own anime and manga uh, platforms. And most of the people that come up to speak with us, you guys from the audience are fans or content creators yourselves. So follow people. And when you come up, please provide your name, where you're from, and your top three. The top three can be anything. It can be your top three of all time. It can be your top three comedies. It can be whatever you want it to be. Just try to relate it to anime and manga. No more people coming up talking about their top three gene cuts and shit. And let's see. We got three topics tonight. We're going to do best and worst sensei. This is related to the Run My Fade that Worst Gen Pod has been running on Twitter. So we're going to have some good conversations from that we also going to talk about how to properly capture your audience or not capture your audience and of course we're going to have our ask the pods discussion at the end we're going to try to be right on time and keep the guest discussions to one minute well your your takes to one minute and y'all can get two minutes on ask the pod uh last thing make sure that y'all tweet us whether you come up and speak or not make sure you use the hashtag anime after dark ch and I think that's everything. Oh, shout out to the Patreon members for Worst Gen and Blanime. Shout out to Concept Moon, the official sponsor of Blanime. And uh, shout out to the most recognizable member of the anime community, Panda the Don. Let's go, Panda. Put the kids to bed, flame up, pour that drink, and let's get ready for this ride. Let's go. Yeah, I got, I got this wine. I got this wine. I'm ready, man. Let's get oh, it. What kind of wine you got? You want your scoop of Steve Flo? No. Oh, <laughs> what kind of wine? I have a uh, Menage a Trois, uh, Dark Midnight, or some shit like that. Well, not threesome. Where the fuck you get that from? Uh, hey, that Menage I, a Trois be hitting. I got it from Kroger. I got it from. I, I mean, not Kroger. I got it from Target. Target, if you oh, will. Oh yeah, Target. Yeah, I need a Menage a Trois in my life, Um So first topic. Uh, Worst Gen Pod is doing the Run My Fade on Twitter right now. It's the best sensei Run My Fade. And I don't know what fucking Magic League be doing with the randomizer, but these first round matchups always be strange, I'll say. League be, uh, he be rigging that hoe, man. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. He do, man. Bro, let's don't do that. Y'all seen the video. Y'all don't do that. <laughs> Dude, don't even, um, even put that so out there. In the let me let me hear from y'all because Mike, you said you had some, you said you had some some takes you wanted to get off about these first round matchups and the takes you've been seeing. Yeah, and man. If anybody in the crowd of y'all participating or you want to talk about best and worst sensei, feel free to come up. Uh, you can talk about things like what qualities do you want to see in a good sensei? What qualities do you do you think makes a bad sensei? Who are some of your favorite examples? Uh, come up and talk that talk. It's open to raise your hands. Mike, get in your bed. Leak, real quick, Leak, can you um can you quote that thread of the tournament and use the hashtag so people can go to it directly and get it find it easily? Doing it as we speak, brother. Uh, thank you, my guy. Uh, honestly, like I, I saw a lot of uh talk about the senseis and everything, man. I didn't I didn't appreciate the Genkai slander that I did see. Um I feel like she doesn't get the credit that she fucking deserves as a sensei. And I don't understand why. Like, yes, she I, got reserved. I see no Genkai slander. I definitely what, saw what Genkai saw? slander, uh, especially from no, from from Leek. From, from Leek specifically, I think I, I saw Sensei. It. And what? So, so Leek, <laughs> why do you feel like she's not a good Sensei? 
I didn't say she wasn't a good sensei. You, but, but you discredited like, her. I, I feel like she is <laughs> not like better Mike than uh, Izumi, for one. But Ooh, fucking Izumi gonna her. be do do shit. All right, really? Don't lie like that. Well, we're <laughs> not gonna motherfucker do that. Like but, you um, know, um, fucking teach Eddie. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm speaking to non Gemini's right now. Uh, Lee, what were you saying, bro? But yeah, yeah so my, my thing with Genkai is so. I don't think she did anything outside of the normal when it comes to being a sensei. Granted, she made a huge sacrifice, but to me, the impact of that was immediately nullified when she didn't even stay dead. So, like, her impact to me personally doesn't hit the same. And that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, but when I compare it to the other sensei, she don't, like, move the needle as much for me. Leek, man, she, she, she died. She gave up her all of her spiritual power to Yusuke just for him to beat the nigga that she was fucking on back in the day. Um, Let me ask you something real quick. Yes. So her sacrifice giving her all her spiritual power, is that what made Yusuke beat um, what's his face? Tagoro? That's his name, right? I mean, yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't have won without it, for sure. I but, still but think he that's have, not even a reason why he won. But he would he wouldn't have, he would have got cooked uh, the whole tournament without that training that he went through with her. That's fair. I mean, he was screaming in the cave and shit, but... No, no, not... Fuck the cave. I'm talking about the actual train. Like, he started the tournament basically in a coma because this nigga went through the... nigga was asleep. He was asleep. The nigga was literally asleep and in a coma and talking to himself, and the nigga was still beating up fucking demons just off the strength of fucking trauma from training, bro. So, Nick, so, you, talk, you talked about she ain't moved a needle for you. Uh, let me hear from some of the people in the crowd. What moves the needle for y'all when it comes to senseis? Like, what do y'all want to see? And give Kamaya. examples of those as well. Yeah. Yeah, Kamaya. <laughs> okay. Um. Hey, everybody. Um. My name is Kamaya, aka Sleepy Ella on Twitter. Um. My current top three are Link Click, Moriarty the Patriot, and as of right now, I don't. I don't have a third. Oh, but those are top-notch anime. Okay, I see you. Come on, Link. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I saw the display, and I was like, that's her picture? Oh, my God, that's my shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My I man. love Patricia's <laughs> energy. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, For me, personally, when it comes to a sensei, I would rather see a sensei that cares more about trying to educate their students more than just rant. Not, I'm not going to say randomly, but forcibly trying to push them into uncomfortable positions. And I'm going to use Gojo as my example because I feel like Gojo puts his students in a lot of uncomfortable positions because clearly that man is not well. But Mephisto, I'm going to use Mephisto as my example as well. Mephisto wasn't really a good sensei, but he did try to help Ren and his brother defeat Satan or whatever against the order, but he went about it in kind of an odd way by just sitting back on the sidelines. Like, I don't like senseis like that. I would rather you sit there and try to help them, not hold their hand, but you still help them. He just he just sat there on the sidelines and Gojo kind of did the same thing when he sent, well, I'm not going to spoil that, but he kind of did the same thing with Nobara and Itadori. Mm-hmm. I just I don't like that. I would rather a sensei be. So you, you prefer hands on, like in the action, more of a like a strong hand guided yeah. approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
What about you, Mari? My, oh yeah, my name is Mari, and my top three anime had to be Cowboy Bebop, uh, Hunter Hunter, and then uh, Beck, uh, Mongolian Chop Squad. But underrated, come on. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna start out my top three sensei. It had to be Kuroko Sensei, Jiraiya Sensei, and then Biscuit Biscuit from uh, <clears throat> Hunter Hunter. But I feel like to be a good sensei, one feat you have to have. I feel like you have to save your students at some point. You have to. Like, I'm trying to think how to explain it, but like how friggin' multiple senseis get in the field and. They'll save their sensei. I mean, their fucking students and stuff like that. I feel like that's one feat that you have to have to be a good sensei. Like, but do, you think it's, uh, do you think it's multiple ways to save somebody? Like, you only considering save if they if they save them in war, or are you talking like save nah, like they not even the not even like that. Like Jiraiya, he saved Naruto because Naruto like he kind of he he was the father figure because Naruto didn't have a father figure. And he also saved him battle-wise. It was multiple ways. And also, Mike, I don't like the Kashi slander because he was definitely a good sensei, but I'm not... No, no, Kashi was not. So who? Definitely was a good sensei. So who? Mari, man, you was doing so good. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, he's not. Fuck him and his Chihori. Kakashi was not focused on Sasuke ass who left the village anyway. He barely did shit for Naruto in part one. He didn't do shit for Sakura. So I'm saying he was he wasn't given like the best team. They were real. They were like they were real mean. dysfunctional ass team. What the fuck you got? <laughs> right. The, the like, most the yeah. most Kakashi what did for oh, Naruto was sticking his fingers up his ass. Oh my god! He taught Sasuke to Shidori. That's not for Naruto, bro. And then Naruto and Sasuke almost killed each other, and he stopped that shit too. Hospital, Except they you know, still the almost killed each other. That's it. Like two episodes. They tried to kill each other like every five minutes. But okay. They still trying to, to kill each other to this they day. He's not a top tier sensei. But he's not no ass sensei. Hey, I will say there's that not many stinks. good sensei in Naruto. <laughs> wait, what? Even Asuma that, didn't do hey, shit wait, for wait, him. That's he a, died. That's a tweet take too, bro. We gonna we don't get to that, Nazi. Hold on. Uh, we got. We got Patricia next up to uh, speak her piece. And Patricia, I swear I know your voice from somewhere. I don't know where, but are you got a TV show or something? Are we famous now? Uh, light work, light work. Yeah. What's up? This is Chatty Patty from Black Ramen Podcast. Um, hey. Let me see. So my three um, favorite has to be, I would have to say Fist of the North Star, um, Rise of the Shield Hero, and One Piece. Protect his queen, Protect for, his for, queen. For, for the yeah. second one, not the third one. The third one, too. Wow. Third one too, bro. No need to hate, Michael. <laughs> this nigga called me Michael. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, for me, my top sensei, I don't know if you would consider him a sensei. The That um, dude that taught Luffy hockey. That would have to be Rayleigh. Goldie Rogers. He yeah, also in the, he's in the tournament. He's in the oh tournament, so, so vote yeah. for that nigga. Uh, all day, against my all guy day. right now. Yo, I play with his beard all day. That's my daddy. That's Zaddy. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. I like her. <laughs> I like her. Cool. <laughs> that is Zaddy vibes. Um, I feel like what makes a... Let me see. Another one I would have to say. Damn, this is a cliche. Please don't come for me. Um, I would have to say Piccolo, man. Um, the only reason also I'm in the tournament. Piccolo, uh, there you go. See why he's in the tournament because he's 
goaded. The reason I have to say that I love him as a sensei is the most disrespectful shit is to have your baby mama boyfriend come out and give you your son and y'all both and they both were in the tracksuit. That's exactly what happened in Dragon Ball. They just like, yo, Gohan was like, can I wear your suit? For this tournament, and Piccolo was like, "Sure, okay, right in front of his head. head. Come on, that's not disrespect, though. But low key, I'm here for it. I love that. Anytime when you train somebody, and the level of respect is like, all right, you my daddy now. That's top. That's top tier. That's Piccolo was a good sensei. Piccolo was a good stepdaddy. I don't know about the sensei shit. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. One of the the funnier headlines that I like in the media these days be when uh, the the Marvel actors, the heroes, be asking their kids who their favorite superhero is and they don't be them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You talking about Chris Hemsworth? (laughs) Yeah. I want to be Superman. Fuck you, Thor. Yeah. (laughs) You said, thank goodness I have two other kids. And y'all tweaking. Uh, Piccolo definitely a sensei too, bro. He was training that nigga Gohan from day one. And then what a Gohan. What, if, if sensei he was if, if, if Piccolo was that nigga, Gohan would have ended up the way he did. First of all, first of all, first of all, not everybody has it up there to be a top-notch fighter. He is great in school. That nigga's bringing in money. He take care of the family. That's all he needs to do. Piccolo made him find his inner being, and it's not a fighter, and it's okay. Hey, what the fuck? What the fuck? Them fucking zoo books he reading at the house gonna do when when fucking Majin Buu pull up? No, because what y'all doing? Wow. Is y'all put my boy in the box, acting like he can only sell drugs or hoop to get out the hood. Wow. <laughs> I'm sick of you. Wow. I'm sick of you. <laughs> Had the worst character yeah. arc in all of anime. Want, to be honest, we didn't need that. This nigga got Goku. good grades, like it's a slice of life anime. We, <laughs> we didn't need Goku though. I think so. Go. What got made Gohan like more interesting though is the fact that like this nigga didn't want to do this shit originally. Like he didn't want to fight originally. This shit was pushed on to him. But and then I he think got it's fair. Go ahead, I think my it's bad. Fair that Gohan wanted to just be a scholar. That's completely fair. Like, niggas retired. That's okay. I don't think that took away from his character. Like, do I wish he would have stayed fighting and did a scholarship? Yes. But we didn't need another Goku. I mean, most gang member fathers want their kids to not be in gang. Hey, Paul. That's true. Hey, real, real quick. Um, the streets want to know, Patricia, where are you from? I've heard Baltimore and NYC in the, in the uh, hashtag. They, they want to know where you're from. What? NYC? You already... Okay. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Nah, give me my credit, yo. That was me that said she from NYC. I recognize that, John. Give me my credit, yo. I recognize that, John. We know where you from, nigga. Right. Thank you. I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Hey, Patricia, <laughs> I just went. I just went to your uh to your page, and I know where I know you from. Uh, promote your podcast, please. Oh, please tune in to Black Ramen Podcast. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. It's just us being nerds, dishing shit about anime from a black perspective, and um. I do get a little toxic, um, but I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working That's, on that. Don't work no, on that you shit. In the right community. Don't work you on that shit. You in the right place. <laughs> we here, we're here for all that toxic <laughs> <Don't> shit. <change. laughs> Drop your Twitter, sis. I want to follow you. Oh, thank you. It's Black Ramen underscore. That's it. Black Ramen. Do you have a Twitter person? I've just followed the page. Do you personally have a Twitter? Do I? I think I do, but I'm rarely on it. So it should be Patty Cakes BK. On Twitter. Oh, look at that. Look, I got mad alerts. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> oh, I love y'all her, man. Mad love. Y'all are amazing. Yeah, Stop we need playing. we need you to pull up every week on the cool. Oh, say Wait, that. What's say your, less. What's your Twitter you, again? 
Um, it is, let me see. I'm going to tell you. It's Black Ramen underscore. But my personal one, I'm going to get back to you on that one because I got to look that up. I don't oh, even that's think that joint is still working. But I pre- look at this. My phone going off. Oh, right. oh, my God. I feel so famous. I don't know how to act now. Thank you. Appreciate we love it. you. Come, come, come back. Come back and fuck with us on the next one. Or fuck with us later on tonight. Like, you can come up as many times as you want. Drop your anime zaddy list, sis. We want to know. Oh, brother. Oh, you don't want to know. Oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to know, sis. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Patricia, Patricia <laughs> we're going to move you to the audience now. Y'all can talk that zaddy shit. <laughs> don't put me in the stand box. I'll be good. Hey, whenever Patricia come up in the future, we all just need to say you're as a community uh, when she pulls up. <laughs> say this. That's my girl. I love her. <laughs> Thank you. Now you boo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Najee, what's good, bro? Yo, yo, what's good? Najee from South Carolina. Top three anime right now in my rotation is uh, Air Gear, uh, G Gundam, and Burst Angel. And top three sensei is for me Reagan Genkai, and you know what? I'm gonna throw in All Might in there too. Oh, two okay. of three, two of three. You got good. Okay. <laughs> what, what's wrong with All Might being a sensei? All Might literally didn't do nothing but make this nigga Deku clean up the beach. That's literally all he did. <laughs> made that nigga eat. But what are you talking See, about, bro? Like, that okay. nigga's his academic counselor. What do you mean? But I mean, <laughs> like, that's the thing with the qualities of sensei. He prepared Deku's body for receiving his powers. He's yes, his and he got like, cooked that whole first season because his body was up, was right. That ain't all my fault. Because he didn't know he how got crawl before you could walk, man. Hold on, a- hold on, hold on, y'all. Erica, what'd you I- say? It took Deku two seasons to find out he can kick people. So I feel like his sensei isn't all that. Speak. Speak. No, honestly, <laughs> he honestly. He's not a sensei. That, gr- that, that grandpa, nigga, that grandpa nigga was a better sensei than All Might. Yes. <laughs> That's how he realized uh, he could, like, Torino? move his Yeah, Gran Torino, yeah. All Might. Gran Torino almost. almost I put almost All Might personally as a sensei because for me, a quality of senses that I really appreciate is the fact that a lot of times most of the lessons aren't taught on like the battlefield. Like mm-hmm. I do like in the moments where he comes up to Deku just talking to him and see how he doing. Cause it's like, bro, I, I just pretty much gave you this power and you're doing, you're learning as you go. Like it's not expected of him to be this world beater instantly. And like specifically things like that. Like I love when Reagan is just talking to a mob just, you know, as a calm person not really caring about his psychic ability at that point. Especially, like, for example, in the episode where it's in, like, the second season of Mob where uh, he's telling him, like, yo, just get rid of this ghost family because of those, like, high school kids. I was freaking out over it. And Mob's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And he lets him, like, no, like, yeah, we don't got to do that. So I also, like, fuck with it when senseis are accountable. Hey, but real shit. All no, Mike no, Ray, don't come close sensei. to Reagan, bro. Say what? Reagan is that nigga, don't man. Come close to Reagan. Ray, Reagan's a top tier sensei. And, and somehow he does the impossible for me and manages to be a top tier like sensei mentor and also a finesser at the same time. I don't know how he pulling that shit off, but it's working. Like that's pretty much why I rock with him because like he's allowing this kid to grow up in front of him. So yes, he's using him. Yes, but when he needs to reel him in, just like yo, what's wrong? What's going on? He does that too because at the same time he knows he a liar. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Gen Con just yeah, like Reagan. Reagan maybe use a mob, but at the same time, this like he'll put his life on the line for him. Like he don't got he don't he don't got to do half the shit he does because he know he he know he like he a snake. But he was like, nah, I'm gonna still do it though. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna such at the end of season one, amazing. Like that man did what he, he did what he had to do. Most definitely, like put like this to me. Reagan is that coach that will ab- not abuse your star player, but he's playing the whole game. Cause you got to, but at certain points, it's like, okay, I gotta pull you back. Cause, hey, I'm sorry. Damn, you called that nigga uh, Reagan Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I am <laughs> dead. I'm dead. Yo, I'm dead. Pretty much, but yeah, Genkai too. Cause Genkai been with Yusuke since day one. Like, yeah, you gonna call him a jackass and all that shit, but like, bro, she rotted out for the skin, and she beat his ass all throughout that training. I, I have respect which, for the sensei that's gonna that's needed. gonna cook a, a nigga that's a fucking student. So, uh, Najee, we appreciate you, bro. We are gonna keep Word. it with the guests so we can get everybody because Mike didn't invite everybody up to this motherfucker. That's cap. I'm, I don't know who's <laughs> inviting everybody up, but somebody needs to run security. Panda, you want to run security? <laughs> Sure. Thank you. Only not really. I really don't want to though. I just okay. Well, I do. I do it then. Don't worry about it. I run it. I run it. I'll be. I'll be responsible for it, bro. I don't know who was doing it because it it wasn't me. I brought up four, and then I looked down. It was like it's everybody. It's mad people down here. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Uh, yeah, four people at a time though. Give you that anxiety real quick. Uh, Najee, we appreciate you, bro. If I I don't know if I said that already. And uh, my girl. Oh, my girl, CJ. Kasha was good. Hey, hey y'all. Hey everyone. It's your girl Kasha, aka CJ, aka Tattoos and Lipstick on Twitter, no I and stick, aka the timeline's favorite problematic whore. Um, my top three anime, I'm gonna go with a shonen choose this week. So this Ooh. week, um, let's see here. It's gonna be Assassination Classroom, Attack on Titan, and Black Clover. I'm glad you said uh Assassination Classroom. So we need to give Kuro Sensei his his praises as one yep. of the best senseis. You already, you already know that's why also I'm here. That is exactly why I'm here. And oh yes, you already know I voted for my boy. But no, I would have to say because I I think the original question was like, what are the qualities you look for in a sensei? So for me, um, I guess it would have to be just you know the accountability. Like you have to hold me accountable in order to learn because if you keep letting shit slide you know, that person will never learn and they get, just get spoiled by everything and everyone around them. So definitely got to be, you know, hold me accountable, but also got to be sincere. You know, like Coral Sensei, that nigga was that nigga. Like he knew how to talk to them. He knew how to discipline them. He knew how to do everything when it came to those kids. Like it, it was actually just mind boggling. Like he had been teaching for years and that was like, you know, his one and only time teaching. So, you know, I got definitely got to get my nigga Coral Sensei his, uh, his props there. And Carl Sensei ain't making enough love and attorney for me, man. Y'all need to uh facts, get his nigga his props in the votes. I don't think he niggas ever I don't think a lot of niggas have seen Assassination Classroom. Like he, far- up against, he up against Gojo though too, right? Like, yeah. yeah, he yeah, is yeah. against Gojo. So mm-hmm. I mean Gojo is snapping in the manga, so I get it. If you are anime only, I don't get it unless you haven't seen uh if you, unless you haven't seen Coral Action, Assassination Classroom. But if you if you were anime only and you seen Assassination Classroom, I don't know how you not voting for for Kuro Sensei. Facts, no facts. Vote for Kuro because he's a better Sensei, not because you want to fuck Gojo uh, audience. I mean, uh, no, I, I, I don't I, see the. I, I mean, no, I know some of y'all be. I know some of y'all thirst voting. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, 
mean, if Kakashi was, was on there, I would definitely vote for Kakashi. For that's a thirst vote right there. Oh, that would brother. be a throwaway vote. Kakashi, <laughs> you, know, you bringing the uh, the hentai elements. You got some hentai senseis. Um, <laughs> Kasha no, might be tentacle really sensei. You know what? Sensei. You know what, Mike? It says the person that wants to fuck an ogre, but let's say that for another day. That's oh, a that's, that's a legend. That's a legend. <laughs> I may or may not have fucked some ogres in the past, but that's nobody's business. I bet you have. All right, I, I bet he has too. That oh, boy said Fiona be warm in the wintertime. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> when it's cold outside, it's like a Tempur-Pedic mattress, man. All right, never mind. Go ahead, hey, y'all got it. But you know what, Mike? All I, all I got to do is just make that phone call to OSU and just figure out what they're Hey, fuck is. you, fuck you. Nobody knows that story. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows that story. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> talk about, talk about, keep, keep it between us. <laughs> <laughs> love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. She over here spilling dirt. She's spilling that dirt. I'm about to bring that, that, that story. That story has to die. Uh, anyway. All right. Who we got next, man? Uh, after Kazi, we got Erica. Hi, um, I was too nervous to do this during the um, the pregame, but I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, Look that shit. Called... Talk about it. Don't be nervous. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was too nervous. But um, one second, I'm like outside. I uh, started this YouTube channel called Soondary. It's spelled like Soond, but then the first three letters of my name, Erica. And um, yeah, I talk about just literally anything about anime. Right now, I just have mostly like list videos. I have one video that I talk about um, anime that influenced Avatar The Last Airbender, which is some pretty cool stuff. I did a mid-season review of what I've been watching. So if you... And I have like some other like stuff planned out. I have some... I don't want to say too many ideas, but I have um, a series planned to help recommend anime to people but based on what they're currently watching like if you're watching something that's non-anime related um i find an anime that's kind of in the same vein and uh help you get into it erica (laughs) can you do us all a favor and um and tweet like the link to your uh channel and then use the hashtag anime after dark ch so we all can subscribe yeah it it helps us a lot thank you so much no problem. But um, about the sensei discussion. So I said earlier in the pregame, my, fav- my favorite, my top three are uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Fruits Basket, and Samurai Champloo. And as for senseis, Genkai is number one because I agree. Talk she doesn't get the it. props that she deserves. Talk about it. She's so good. I don't know if you guys remember that episode um, in Yu Yu Hakusho. It was after Yusuke was done training with her the first time. So then he went to go back to hang out with Keiko. But then grow interrupted their date and just trashed a whole entire parking garage. And Yusuke just sat there and just watched and was scared shitless the whole entire time. And then he immediately just ditched the date and went right back to Genkai because he knew <laughs> that she would get him right. And then, like you said, he showed up to the tournament, like in a coma from all the training. Um, like she's so good that he was willing to go and put up with the abuse just to get back in shape. So there's that. And also she's one of the few sensei that I feel actually, you know, take care of her of her uh students because a lot of these senseis i feel like they just get like yeah they get like these young kids involved to handle like grown folks business like they use these kids as a way to you know handle their issue with like a whole other adult whereas with the whole like Tagoro thing that wasn't like genkai's personal vendetta that was something that yusuke happened to be assigned from his boss but yep so there's that um Number two sensei would probably be Kuro sensei because I really loved how 
I, I knew I liked him from the first episode where they did like this little moment where he talked about how he makes like these tests and assignments, but he has them, he has the test and assignments completely. Um, what's it called? Like sort of tailored they're, to, they're customized to, the, to the ability and growth of every student that's in the class, which is something that should be considered in like actual education in real life. 100%. Because, yeah. For like various reasons. That's a whole other conversation. Teaches more resources and more money. Well, that too, that too. Um, Cause there are some great teachers out there who unfortunately don't have the resources that they need. Abolish and, Huh? Oh, I'm, I'm, no, I was just talking. Oh, and then um, my third favorite, I know he's not on the sensei list because I feel like people don't really think about it, but Kazuma from Fruits Basket, like Kyo's adopted dad, yes! my sensei. Yes, yes, speak that shit. Because he, he took this kid who, from the moment he could perceive anything, was just told that he's not shit, that he's a monster, that he's the reason that his mom committed suicide, which is like, imagine being five years old and being told that. By and your father of all people. By your father, which is crazy because he looks just like his dad. And What's then- raggedy bitch? Bitch ass nigga. <laughs> fuck, fuck, oh, fuck that nigga father like. <laughs> yes, he's a, hor- he's a horrible father. But like, Kazuma, he just he just took this kid that had nothing and he treated him like his own and he he- he thinks of Kyo's like obviously you know he trains him to fight like you know to be a good fighter to be you know to be a, a good martial artist but he also just takes care of like his mental health he pushes him to be better um you know making Kyo like change into his true form to like sort of force him to confront it and and deal with his relationship with Tovaru like I feel like he he's just he's a good father a great sensei he he checks off all the boxes and he's that very was definitely underrated. a Cosmo what the fuck moment when he took off his bracelet. I was just like, nigga, what did you do? That could have gone horribly, but he that could have gone, 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 gone so far left, but he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he did. He questioned himself a little bit after he did the shit though. Yeah. It worked out a bit. Yeah. At the end of it, he pretty much had that conversation with Shigede and Shigede is like, you know, that could have gone like so far left. And he's like, but it didn't. <laughs> But, <laughs> but it didn't. <laughs> like when you have Shigure, that's like, yo, that could have gone bad. But like, it, it was just like, my nigga, you wildin'. But it worked though. <laughs> it worked. Um, I'm about to tweet out my my link. I'm just not good at multitasking. We we, um, we already uh we already put it out there. Well, oh, we got your, we got your Twitter out there. Yeah, I just tweet. Yeah, your, I just tweeted your, your Twitter. YouTube link is on your Twitter, so you oh spread. Oh my gosh, thank you, thank you guys. That means a lot. I'm trying to get up to um. Oh, my voice cracked because <laughs> I'm so nervous. I'm trying to get up to um a hundred subscribers. The the um I guess incentive that if because I've never cosplayed before, so if I get to up to a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Then I will do my next video in a cosplay. It's at least thirty niggas in here. Y'all need everybody you, to go subscribe right now. We can yeah. at least get a thirty-three uh, percent of the way though. Yeah, just go subscribe. Like I'll even do like a little poll, like what I get to cosplay as. Don't make it weird, <laughs> but I guess they're just cosplay as, as um. I wouldn't mind being like Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service or um, Canary from Hunter Hunter. That'd be really cool. You should do a uh, poll it on Twitter, and then you just set the choices that you up for. That way, I, can't nobody make it weird for you. I want to do a character. Well, I want to do a poll, but I feel like I don't. There's not enough interaction on my Twitter for me hey, to hey, hey, hey. We, we like. Go, I'll post. At, at we the, gonna promote Blanime, it. At Blanime and Worst Gen Pod, we'll both retweet it and get the poll out there. Yeah, we gonna oh, promote this shit. That? Oh, thank y'all so much. That means so much to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> and y'all niggas better respond. Real talk. 
Thank you. I, I'm, I'm on guard. You're on guard. To say. <laughs> Erica, we appreciate you. Uh, we're going to move on to the next person, Isabel. But before I move to Isabel, I kind of want to switch it up. And let me hear from the moderators first on this. We've been talking a lot about like what we like about senseis uh, and what makes them great. What are like some examples of some badass senseis that y'all saw? And like, what's the quality that you think of a sensei has? It just makes them absolutely horrible. Akira's inside is fucking Toby. There we go. Mm-hmm. Is, do, we, do we count Sarah Toby as a, as a sensei? He wasn't sensei. He was Orochimaru. He was definitely a sensei. He was a sensei. He was a, a sensei. bad sensei at that. A terrible sensei and a terrible Hokage. Worst Hokage Is he Is he a bad sensei if all his niggas is goats? Hold on. Am I just saying he's a terrible One of his... We got to establish something. I mean, he wasn't student, like just because you're a the student, ideal. Like, super strong does not make you a good sensei. Because no, Kakashi not... became super strong too. So I mean, hold on, like, Kakashi, like, Kakashi is a decent sensei, but Kakashi ass. I think he I almost think got so killed in their first mission. He taught Sasuke. Sasuke did what? Use that shit to almost kill Naruto and Sakura and him. So look how that. But you know, we gonna talk about how the reincarnation. No, they was supposed to be. So that's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One, I, I don't think just them being strong makes them goats. If you like put personality and morals aside, because I kind of like go back and forth in my head if it's a sensei's job to like change the character all the way through and through. Um, but the impact that they had on a particular universe, um, and most of them for good in some ways like Orochimaru had fucked up approaches on a lot of shit but like that'd be real it was his too. job to stop Orochimaru Here's, though he literally had a chance to kill Orochimaru when he was young and in his prime and was strong enough to do it but did not fucking do it and guess what happened Orochimaru destroyed half the village with the sand village and killed his ass all that nigga took was his arm Mr. I ain't mad at that nigga though. He was probably coming up from retirement. He but is that mad. really got... a sensei's job to, to, to kill eliminate his yes. student? <laughs> yes, it's your job to put your Imagine having a sensei who be killing your students, yo. Right. That, that man is saying that the sensei is supposed to get passed up by the people. That's a thousand percent his job. Look, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have killed him, but I'm not going to say that he's a terrible sensei off that point. I agree with all the other drones. Like, he he does have to get credit at least for some point for raising the legendary signing, though. He has to get some but, credit. But I'm not saying he's the had, best. Well, he didn't kill him, right? You saw all yeah, the of course. Went all, right? Uh, of so course, you know. Too, because he had a chance to stop this shit, right? So that's his He fault. did. He did. But I'm not going to say oh, that makes him a bad sensei. That just makes that him a bad leader. That does make him a bad sensei. <laughs> I, I think that makes him a bad too. leader in general. He's both. He's garbage at both. Man, he... I mean, he took the city to a point of prosperity, though. So much so that they brought that nigga back for a second time. Was a while? What's Where's that piece for Nardo? What was his piece? Yeah. It's slums in every city. I'm not I'm not trying to like say this nigga is perfect or nothing like that, but that nigga got good points, bro. We gotta give him credit for the shit he did. I didn't even fuck with I'm, him, and that was his whole son. I'm low-key only playing devil's advocate on this nigga for second discussion right now. Because I mean, y'all already heard my takes on this nigga. Like, I feel like he he missed the boat on a lot of things. I don't think it was his job to kill a Roshimaru though. And I, I would argue. No, yeah, tweaking on that one. It was a thousand percent his job. That was definitely was, his job. He had a chance to do it and chose not to. He even to admitted that he should have. Like, come on. He Bro. said himself, it was his responsibility. Would you have rather? Okay, so let's. Well, he wanted to kill all the Uchiha. <laughs> he didn't want to kill all the Uchiha. 
Let me tell y'all something. He had this. He didn't have this energy for Donzo or Orochimaru, and y'all saw what happened at the end when them motherfuckers were left with their devices, right? Okay, then. So he should have killed both they asses, and maybe shit would have been better in life. I just want to say, can we get done with this Naruto shit? Because I'm I'm over it now. Oh, you don't like Naruto? All right, we can move on, bro. <sighs> I mean, just uh, more senseis other than Naruto, please. Good lord. What, what sensei you want us to talk about? Actually, I, do, I, have a, I, I, I have a gripe with Leek, though, because um, I feel like... Leek as a sensei? No, no. Well, yes, Leek as a sensei, but no. Um, I feel like Leek... Kisuke should have been removed and uh, Yoroichi should have been inserted as a better sensei than Kisuke if she's representing Bleach. Ooh. I think mm-hmm. both of them are at the same level, honestly. You think so? Because I feel like her, sure. her teaching Ichigo uh, Bankai in three days is more impactful than Kisuke basically teaching... Well, giving I don't Ichi, Ichigo's uh, soul reaper power training or whatever. I feel like Ichigo don't even make it to be a soul reaper without Kisuke. No, that's yeah. facts. That's facts. I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying he's a he's a terrible sensei. I'm just saying. And even Yorichi's method was Kisuke's div, div, uh, division. So, but like, he but she executed and she also trained uh, that captain uh, of the of the stealth force as well. Uh, Soy phone. Soy phone. Soy phone, yes. <laughs> but I, I, you also think about Kisuke also trained, I mean, he trained Chad. He trained, you know, other oh, niggas. Chad. Within the group. I, what, what, I'm, I'm saying, whether you like it or not, he still, he still put the, he put yeah, the leg work in. Yeah, bro. He put the leg work in. I'm not even hit with this Chad nigga, but the way Mike said his name. Chad. Wasted potential. Literally. Chad the only like supporting main character they got a high diff father niggas bro it's like like the niggas that you see in the back of the show like he taking them niggas to game seven so like that's why you got to slander Chad yeah and you hate it because he the only brown skinned nigga in the main cast but it's like yeah he really the only Hispanic representation you know yeah Hispanic representation uh let's get from the let's hear from the audience Isabel. Hey, what's up? What's cracking? Um, I heard that you kind of changed the dynamic of the question. So, is he still talking like the things we like about the senseis? Or now yeah. Like, okay. You can yeah. still say things you like, but I also want to hear like things y'all don't like about senseis or like what makes people bad senseis too. Okay, bet. Um, well, hey, everybody. I am Isabel, Isabel Arcana, your magical girl, Y2K, empathic living doll. You feel me? Um, my Twitter is Dollhouse Barb, and my top favorite animes is Death Note, Attack on Titan, Madoka Magica, and Fruits Baskets. For real, like I had a little time to think about it since pregame. I'm like, yeah, like that. They got to be my faves. Um, my top uh sensei's got to be Jiraiya, All Might, and Alfred, and Alfred from Batman. Yeah, but I'm gonna get to that. But for Jiraiya, it's like I feel like it's important to be able to relate to your students as well as be an authority figure. And I feel like Jiraiya pretty much did that because it's not always just, I heard some of y'all say something like, um, like to, to save your students and stuff like battle. And it's not always just that when it's like saving your students. And I think that's important because Naruto was very broken and we knew that and Jiraiya knew that and he saw that. And I feel like Jiraiya really approached Naruto on a, okay, bro, I'm trying to train you because some big shit coming. But at the same time, like you still a kid and you need to kind of take take it easy at the same time. And I and I really like that about Jiraiya. That resonated with me on a personal level. So that's really why I like Jiraiya. That, that's my little perks about him that I like. And then All Might, 
because yeah, y'all right. All might didn't really technically do shit. Like, okay, we know that. Like, right? Okay. Facts. But, facts. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He didn't do anything much physically. No, no. But if, that's okay. Fed that pubic hair, and that was it. But I'm here. I'm here to give y'all a little bit of a different perspective. Hear me out. He still gave. I mean, he gave everybody hope, right? Of course. But for his his student though, like he gave him hope. But then he also gave him real life. Like he he let young nigga know, like, listen, yeah, I can be your idol. Yeah, you can like reach for the stars. You can be the, the most powerful. You can you can be the top. But then at the same time, look at me though, for real. It ain't gonna last long forever. So you need to make sure that your decisions you make is for a purpose. You need to make sure you stand for something. Again, it goes back to the saving somebody more on like a, a mental note and like an emotional note because like your emotions when you get up in your emotions like that's when you start acting and you start moving so it's important to have your mind ready as well as your body ready. like his body can't and and all might knew he had other people that could help him he knew that he knew he wasn't lost and like somebody said he was learning along his way so that's fine physically but like he also wanted to let him know like Midori listen you need to chill you need to make sure your priorities straight you need to make sure your morals are in order you need to make sure you still reaching for these stars even though you're in these trenches and like, I think that's important because that reminded me of my mom. My mom was like that, like heavy hitting, but then at the same time, she was giving me hope. And so like, that's also why I like All Might. And that's that's my little redeeming argument for him. I don't think people look at him like that, but I think that's important. Isabel, real, real quick, real quick. Uh, are you from Louisiana? No, actually, I'm uh, Dominican. My family is Dominican. Oh. And sometimes when I get nervous, my accent might come out. That shit came out. <laughs> all right, all right. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, man, where is she from? Okay, appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a Dominican American. So, hey, what's up? Okay. <clears throat> you brought up a, a strong point, Isabel, yeah. when you talk about, like, it's, uh, and I was saying earlier, like, it's more than one way to save someone. Like, can we only save students or pupils from battle or physically threatened situations? Or can we save them from you know, mental blocks or, you know, certain situations in their life that may take them down a different path. And what does that look like? Um, even like, so when I think sensei, I think the guidance aspect is heavy in it. And you think even something so small as, I don't really care, uh, consider him a sensei, but what's, uh, in Food Wars, uh, Soma's dead, but I always forget this nigga name. Panda, you know it. Hmm. What are you talking about? Soma's dead in Food War. Oh fuck! I forgot that nigga. Hold on. Hold well, on. I always forget his name, but I I love how he guides someone from kind of like from the crowd sometimes from a distance because he knows like someone's personality and what he has to do to just keep him on the right Joey track. Yeah, and um, keep him on the right track. And I appreciate that shit in senseis. Like I I don't just look for a sensei to either have to kill their pupil or save them from some shit. Yeah, I agree with it a lot because I think that's even something that a lot of people, I mean, I know there's anime, but then at the same time, like, you know, when you really off in anime, you can prepare it to life a little bit. And I think that's also important in real life because what you hear a lot of young niggas say this in like gangs and stuff, they don't really say like that they leader or they shot caller, whatever you call it. I'm not deep, deep in them trenches, but <laughs> whatever they call they senseis or the streets, you feel me? They always mm-hmm. they show the young nigga love. They they showed me how to do this, even if those ways weren't always right. But that's what they was looking for. It wasn't yeah. always, oh, they showed me how to fight. I mean, they they kind of pick up on it in life. When you don't want your ass beat, you kind of get good at something by survival. 
But, you know, when you teaching somebody, you got to guide somebody mentally and emotionally because that's what's going to carry their moral compass to make certain like decisions. They can either become a villain or you can raise a hero. And like that's what I think a lot of senseis in anime aren't really written that well in because a lot of these niggas should have grew up to be villains for real. But because anime and main character, of course, they become the hero. But that's just me. But my third one got to be Alfred. I got I'm sorry. I got to put him in there. I know he's not anime, and that's fine. Y'all can oh, jump. Oh man! Y'all can jump. Alfred from Batman. You have to hear me. Just, just hear me, please. Mm, I don't know about that. <sighs> I'm not rolling, but go I'm ahead. Look, I gotta hear which, this. No, I'm trying to see like which version of Alfred. I'll roll with Bruce Wayne before Alfred because of the Robin. He's he no, a terrible no, sensei I'm too. Because there is a version of Alfred. Uh, I don't know about Bruce Wayne being a terrible sensei. These Robins be going hard. I'm taking Poison Ivy as a sensei over all the niggas. Uh, all right, what? man. This nigga here. What have <laughs> <laughs> I started? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Bruce Wayne was a good sensei because he raised Batman Bruce Wayne to be empathetic. And strong, like he he taught that nigga like what's important. He gave him shit to think about because after a while, Batman really thought he was that untouchable nigga with a chip on his shoulder. And Alfred was like, "Yeah, but you really not though." Like Alfred would not mind knocking that nigga off his high horse and then give him something to really think about afterwards. Like that man Alfred, get knocked off his high horse every episode. Facts. Facts. Batman still emotionally strong. Somebody else he couldn't beat. It's important. All right, y'all, y'all read a comic book, man. Stop talking about the shows. I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still taking Poison Ivy over all them niggas. She got Harley out the mud. Hey, she did, though. Can, she Al- did. can she Alfred tell Bruce to stop? Alone, can Alfred tell Bruce to stop getting uh, beat up by a crowbar and the Joker? Like, man, Mike, uh, moving on. Isabel, we appreciate you. Thank, uh, thank you for coming up. Whose background is loud as hell right now? <laughs> I think it was that nigga Paul, but I couldn't tell. I was trying to scroll through to see who I had to mute. It's definitely that nigga Paul. <laughs> hey, I, where this nigga at? I'm about to mute this nigga, man. Uh, okay. All right, look. We got we got seven minutes left on this topic, so the next topic that's coming up, we talking about capturing your audience uh, and examples like good ways, bad ways. If y'all want to... I'm taking three more people for this topic, the sensei shit. And then we, the rest of y'all, are gonna be for capturing your audience. So yeah. we want to be the three. And I'm clearing. Like, I'm clearing what's out. Going on? I'm, I got a lot to say about. I want to do sensei. Hey, yeah, yeah, let Almighty go, man. I, I want to hear what you got to say. I got a lot to say. Go ahead, right. bro. So, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I gotta out. say something real quick. Oh wait, wait. Can y'all not hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yes, nigga. Yeah, we hear you, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say real quick. We was gonna talk about comic books and shit like that. So we're not gonna mention Master Splinter. Everything y'all niggas are saying. We, uh, weren't, we, weren't, we weren't supposed to be talking about comic books. She no, brought, we really not. She brought the band. I know, she, but she brought up Alfred though, so I had to bring up Master Splinter. Can't, can't let that. No, name. we didn't. Well, yeah, we technically didn't, but the, yeah, I bro. agree with you though, Aaron. Master Splinter's yeah, go. Master Splinter is a go, bro. All right. Um, so as I was saying, your boy Almighty here. Um, my top three manga currently would be Jujutsu Kaisen, probably MHA, and then um, uh, one OPM is really good right now. One Punch Man. I don't know a lot of people are reading that or not, but uh. Yep. Anyway, it's on the whole Sensei topic, uh, I only saw it because Sensei LeGlove, who is not here right now to defend himself, said, Guy is my favorite Sensei in Naruto. Rayleigh said, this is how you ride a bike. Now try while I smack your ass over the head. And oh, I'm a dip in a couple months, but you keep riding for a couple years. Hashtag run my fade. 
okay. So the only thing I really needed to say was Rayleigh trained Luffy for a year and six months and then left. Um, he made it sound like he only trained him for a couple months. And when you compare Guy and Rayleigh, my own tweet, I said, Lee never beat anyone outside of some filler episodes. This nigga Luffy starts daydreaming about Rayleigh and can't be stopped. It's not even close. So when you look at Guy's team, what did he really do? What did Lee do? Mm. What did Tintin do? Neji got to, bodied I'm by, to tell him. By, by Hey, bro, like, he got he got Tintin with the largest Isekai inventory of any character known to man. Mm. Why? I ain't do shit. <laughs> Nothing at all. That's just that's all I had to say. I'm just like I wish Sensei was here. I I, that's I, I, that really popped up. I love it. I, I wonder if Sensei was trolling when he said that shit because he be trying to push agendas during the tournament. Um, he probably still mad he lost that conversation in that episode. He probably still is mad he lost that conversation on that Sensei episode. That boy was so flustered. Um, but yeah, I uh, Rayleigh was there for a year and six months. Definitely put in the work with Luffy. Um, and his results speak for it as Luffy keeps going forward and definitely like got people ain't put in the work like from his from his teaching, from his coaching. But I do I do give God credit. Like I love his energy. I love the effort that he puts into Rock Lee at least. I didn't really feel like he gave much to the other the other kids in his boys and girls club. But yeah, man, I love I love the energy and the effort he put forth towards Rock Lee. It's kind of strange sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, it's a little off. But little uh, yeah, that's off, all I had to say. I'm, I'm glad y'all let me hop on real quick. Um, I wanted to promote my YouTube real quick as well, you know. Plug it. Come on. So uh, I'm Almighty Fish Mix on YouTube. I'm also on Twitter as well at Fish Mix 2Xs and then underscore. Uh, I mostly just talk about One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen right now. And then uh, once I get some new equipment, I'm planning on getting like a little desktop, new monitor. And, you know, doing my thing, getting a little webcam, and I'm going to do, like, my, my real live reactions and get, like, streams and this and that. But, yeah, so as of right now, I'm, I'm kind of small. I'm, trying, I'm on the route to uh, 100 subscribers. I'm at, like, 80-something right now. So, yeah, that's it. Good looking out. I'm glad y'all let me on here. Hey, tweet, hey, t- bro, tweet, bro, tweet the link, man. Yeah. Yeah, tweet the link to the YouTube so we can actually oh. uh, take action. Oh, for sure, for sure. I got you right now. Thank you, man. Appreciate uh, it, yeah. bro. Uh, Sir Pat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, everybody? You um, said you wanted to talk on Sensei's. You want to talk on the next topic. You said no, I, want to talk on, I want to talk on Sensei's because you, you see what I put on the TL. I, like I, I, def- I definitely saw you from the TL. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's my Rayleigh right there. That's my Sensei. You know? This nigga here. Um, <laughs> this nigga here. That's right. good, G. If we run in top three, of course, you know, One Piece, Naruto, and Hunter, Hunter, I'll tell y'all that every week. Um, if we're talking screen. about we're talking about senseis, though. I'm going to push the agenda that All for One is the best sensei in My Hero Academia. Real quick, um, is that a spoiler? Oh, no, my God. It's shit that you've seen already. Okay. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's shit that you've seen already. I oh. mean, if you go back to the instances where, like, Shigi was first introduced and he failed, like, you could visibly see All for One, like, it's okay. You fail as many times as you want. I'm going to pick up the pieces because that's my job. And I feel like he is more supportive than any sensei Deku has ever had. Deku done had a lot of bitches. But none of Deku's senseis, I feel like, ride for him the way that All for One rides for Shiki. Can I ask you a question based on that? Yes, sir. So do you think that's because All for One only has one student and Aizawa has a whole class? I mean, even without Aizawa, I mean... 
he's a better sensei than what All Might was today. He's a better sensei. Well, yeah, than what, I, I think. I think yeah, I he's a better sensei better. than what Grand Torino was to him. He's a better sensei than what Sir Night Owl was to him. You know, and Sir Night Owl only had what three niggas to look after. Yeah, but how long was it? Uh, he had the little bubble cheek. He had um, Mirio, and he had Midoriya. Was Deku's actually his student? Yeah, Def- yeah, Def- he, he was, was on the squad. Under. He yeah, was, that was on the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Oh, he was intern. Yeah, uh, so. Toshi so like, though, I'll be giving that nigga a look. I like his style, like his old man kind of hands-off style. Gran Torino. Oh, yeah. Gran Torino is cool, but I think the biggest problem that I've always had with Deku's senseis was that none of them ever really believed in him. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's like, facts. We fuck with you, but like, yeah, I don't even think you could do this. Like, Gran Torino was, I mean, uh, Sir Nida was like, hey, nigga, you gonna die. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, he was like, nigga, you gonna, you gonna die, bro. And like as I was as I was like fucking ready to kick him out the program. You know, so like none of Deku's senseis ever really believed him. Like he's really been battling against everybody who's supposed to be training him. His and academic, his academic life coach, career counselor, all might believe in that nigga. He don't I mean, all might didn't really believe in a nigga like that either. Like he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna train you because you know cause you up next, but my expectation is not really like that. Oh shit. You could talk to the other users now. Yeah, you might be like that. Oh, okay. Well, you might be like that. Oh, okay. Well, it it it, it took me beating the shit out of muscular and going on a rescue mission to save Bakugo when you couldn't save the nigga for you to realize that. But yeah, I, um, I feel like he had some sort of belief in him to pass on his abilities though, because that's not something you give to someone easily. He already said that the only reason he gave it to him was because you know he reminded him of himself because he was on the way to get a bitch to Mario. <laughs> I mean, so I'm I'm pushing that agenda that that all for one is the best sensei in MHA. Um, if I'm if I'm talking about another sensei though, uh, another one of my favorites that people never really brought up was Beerus, uh, from Dragon Ball Super. Mm, I like it. Mm. I like I like the you putting Beerus over Whis. Shouldn't be. I was Whis? about to say Whis. Well, well, no, no, no. So I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put Beerus over Whis just because at the end of the day, Goku and Vegeta aren't gonna have to fight Whis. They want that round with Beerus. Like, that's their goal, you know? And I like the approach that Beerus first took when he came to Earth because off dump, he was like, hey, this nigga Goku kind of nice. All right, cool. I'm going to bring the best out of you. Like, I know this is the this is the best way to communicate with you. So if you want to throw them bitches, cool. And I feel like he constantly brings the best out of Goku and Vegeta by inspiring them by beating their ass. Because he knows that like, right, these niggas are saying this is the only way that they can learn and adapt and grow. Cool, bet. I'm gonna just let you throw these hoes and get your ass beat. And he sees the progress. And so I really fuck with that method as well. Cause if that's the only way that you're gonna get it, and if this is the only way I can support you, cool, bet. I get I, I still fuck with Weez more like in the sensei category over beers, mm-hmm. but I could I I Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, I love yeah. Weez as a sensei too, but you know what I'm saying? I I, I really fuck with Beers' method. And if you read Dragon Ball Super, you know what I'm saying, you'll see that Beers is taking more of the sensei approach. I do not um, read that shit consistently. I pick up an occasional chapter here and there. Well, we, we can chop uh, it up another out. time, brother. Yeah. Um, and then um, my last sensei, uh, it was really a toss-up. You could go either Jiraiya or Rayleigh. Um, I wouldn't, you know, really press about choosing three. Um, Rayleigh, just because anytime Luffy got a flashback, you already know he's going to drop 50. Um, and Jiraiya, just because he was that father, you know what I'm saying, and he needed. Also, um, Iruka. 
Uh, I don't think nobody's ever mentioned uh, what Aruka meant to Naruto as far as the sensei is concerned. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very big part of Naruto's life. We can't look over that because that was like Naruto's first big brother. Um, so Father. yeah, uh, Father, I'm, I'm going to throw Aruka in the head as well. Good shit, Pat. Uh, public, public brand. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, follow uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram um, at Team Guy Punch. Uh, we got Blade Titans getting ready to drop in a couple weeks. We got the second series. Um, God Punch Chapter 4 getting ready to load this summer. Uh, we got the clothing line dropping for Punch as well. We got a lot of shit coming. So uh, just be on the lookout, man. Hey, real quick, Pat. Yo. Who, who better sensei, Michael or Gabriel? <laughs> if you read it, you know they both equal. But I'm going to tap out for the day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Pat, appreciate you, bro. I'm going to go um, with Michael just because of his name. You said what? Okay, here we go. Oh, you asked Move on, GB. Just move on, GB. <clears throat> we wow. move on to the next topic. Uh, next up, topic number two tonight is we got how to capture your audience. And this shit kind of coming at a at an interesting time. <laughs> Has y'all seen the tweets <laughs> on the timeline from, Fly, from Flying Lotus uh, taking... I'm going to say he, it feels like he took defense against how people felt about Yasuke the series. And, you know, he basically tweeted that, you know, we're looking for somebody to blame and we don't understand what goes on in the room. And so uh, we decided we want to have a conversation. Damn, we didn't have to move everybody out, though. I was just going to say nothing to talk on this topic. No, nah, man, I, I need, we need to refresh, man. It's, it was too many. So I, I, I got anxiety. Oh, OK. Uh, y'all going to have to raise your hands again when I open it up. Uh so yeah, um, looking at we was looking for somebody to bl- uh, blame, and then we don't know what happens in the room, and that tweet kind of bothered me because I feel like you know him, them being the writers, whatever voice they had in the room didn't do a good job of capturing the audience and like keeping us invested in the show the whole way through. Um, on the three four hour pod we had about Yasuke, for all the people that was here, y'all know we talked about the good things about it, the audio and the visuals. But we also had a lot to say about the plot and the story overall. So, um, for one, we got Abe and Steve here from Blur Mind Pod, and they wanted to come in and talk about it specifically. And uh, I want to hear from the moderators, too. And y'all don't just have to talk about Yasuke. Y'all can talk about any anime. Uh, what does it mean to capture the audience and keep the page turning? And what are some good examples and what are some bad examples? Abe and Steve, I'm going to let y'all kick it off as the first two moderators, and then... Uh, Eunice, Perfect. I didn't even know you was in here. Can you be third on third on deck? Of course. Thank you. I let A pop it off because he he got the research and stuff. Oh, for sure. Research. Um, so yeah, you know, today's been a quite an interesting day on the TL, but I just want to start off with some examples of um specifically one anime and one manhwa that really captured me. Uh, with one scene and what that meant to me and kind of just see where everybody else's heads at, because it's always interesting to find out what exactly speaks to you the most when you're watching or reading. Um, I'm sorry, and- a, real quick. I forgot to mention that the hand raising feature is now turned back on. So everybody wants to raise their hand and come up and speak on this topic. Go ahead. A, please continue. Word. These notice- oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm peeping it. Four out of, um, four but time. like, so the first one I'm going to start with is one piece, you know, is one of my top three, anime uh the scene that really captured me in the anime was actually um Arlong Park uh most people who've seen it they know what scene I'm talking about is right after Luffy puts 
his hat on Nami's head. And then next thing you see, next scene, you see Luffy, Zoro, Usopp, Sanji all ready to go to water to rep for um for Nami. When I watched that, it was at that moment I was like, all right, this is I'm in this joint for the long haul. I'm in this joint for the long haul. Um, similarly, uh, well, actually on the opposite side of the spectrum, for those who read solo leveling, what solo really captured me, and I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it, but there is a shout out to those who do D and D GB, Steve and them. Um, there is a specific double dungeon that we get to and the events that follow just what happens during those whole sequence of events. That's what really, really captured me. Um, one of the homies had said that, Abe, just, just read it. Just read it. I know exactly what scene is going, what sequence of, against, of events is going to capture you, and you're going to love it. And he was right. So um, it's definitely, Steve, if you could share some of the stuff that you that really speaks to you in an anime or manga, and uh, we go from there with the other mo- moderators and guests. Real quick, bro. I just started solo leveling. I'm on, like, chapter 65. Um that art, I mean, it hasn't really captured me, captured me yet, but that art was pissing me off the whole time because I was just thinking about that D&D session and how you put us through hell. He <laughs> <laughs> barely lived, bro. bro I'm so barely the thing alive. about it is just the, the amount of violence and the psychological play. Like, these people really thought that Ish was sweet, and then it was like, nah. So I, I really love when things go dark real quick. Yeah, I, I love the... Uh, when the when the statue smiles and it may, it always gives me that that JoJo medicine 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 easily yup 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 but uh, go ahead Steve uh, shit to piggyback off what Abe said my favorite things that like is grasping is um those mood change those mood swings and those um changes real quick early on so like. I know we all hate Promise Neverland second season, but in the first season, that first episode, everything was all sweet. It was a happy ass orphanage and shit like that. And then you get the reveal that um, little girl is, you know what I'm saying, dead in the back of the truck. So that's one. Um, even in Akame Got Killed, or Akame, I don't know how y'all say it, but um, Akame Got Killed, in the uh, end of that one, these niggas is all in the, um, the barn being tortured and shit like that. And it's just those those quick moments like that. Early that shit on. was wild. Yeah, that shit like it gets hey, you and hits you wild. right then. And I like it. I like to be hooked early on. I don't like to wait, you know what I'm saying, a little longer to get my hook in. And I want that shit to be like, you know what I'm saying, early on and shit like that. Um, I know I, I read um, this uh, manga um, book from... Um, my dude from uh, JoJo's uh, got a manga book. I uh, had a uh, write manga, and his his rule is always get them to turn the next page. Like that's the, that's your goal every time you're doing something in a manga. You want them to turn the page, and I feel like those are things that you know what I'm saying definitely get you to turn the page. So those were two of mine that just immediately stuck out to me. And then my third one, really, um, in Gurren Lagann, I'm not sure if y'all you know what I'm saying all seen it, but. In episode six, I think we all thought Kamina, you know what I'm saying, was the MC. And for that that switch real quick, I ain't going to spoil anything, but that switch real quick definitely was something that caught me and it had me on, you know what I'm saying, on the edge of my seat. And I was ready to watch the next 10 episodes easily. So that's what I got. Appreciate it. Uh, Eunice, you was third on deck and then we're going to move to the audience after you. 
Oh, hey, how are you guys? What's cracking? What's uh, happening? Um, so the question is basically how to capture an audience in anime. Um, so Yasuke, it had like it had potential to capture us. I always I tweeted out early, like a long time ago, how I wish it would have went the Vinland Saga route because Vinland Saga captures you in that first episode with that first scene with them fighting on the ship, and it's like, whoa, this is so crazy! Like, what's going on? And it captures you because it's such a beautiful story. Um, storytelling, visually, everything about Villain Saga is amazing. So if you've never checked out Villain Saga, please check it out. It's amazing. Um, I, I, that's how you capture an audience where you like, where the first um, couple of seconds, honestly, should be the most captivating part of an anime. I feel like that's the same thing for like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, whatever we've watched. That first scene is what captures you. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about like how Yasuke, it captured me in the beginning. I just said that earlier or last time that it captured me in the beginning, but then it lost me when it started adding stupid shit it's like Mecca. Like, I love Mecca. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the biggest Mecca fans ever, but it started doing all that dumb shit. So that's how I feel like, um, that's why I feel like this anime should be, it should capture you in the first few seconds. And I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling, but I just felt like Yasuke had so much potential. And, and I saw what you guys were writing on Twitter. I was at work and I saw and I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? So I don't know if you guys talked. I just came late. I'm sorry for everybody here. I came in late. But um, did you guys talk about that already? Uh, not really. I mean, not briefly. Not not really a lot. Yeah, we didn't. I, I had muted myself. And then I, I fucked that all up. Uh, we ain't going to it in depth. Oh. Y'all ate that nigga up, but <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Aaron for starting this whole I, thing. I like sent that to like everybody. I was like, do you guys see what's going on Twitter right now? Um, but yeah, I really they like capturing audience should be within that first that first episode. Like we know we always talk about the three episode rule, but in reality, it's supposed to be that first episode that's supposed to capture you. That's gonna like set the tone for the anime. And not everybody's good at that, clearly. You know, Yasuke wasn't. But yeah, that's all I have to say. The, the crazy thing about Yasuke is the first three episodes are pretty solid to me. And the first episode was enough to like keep me going, you know? Mm. It was the la- it was the last three where that where I was just like, bro, I what happened? I hate how they what made him going? a side character in his own show, but that's about mm. yes. okay. I ain't gonna hold you, GB. That shit was shaky from the jump for me, man. No, I think the first episode was actually the first three episodes. First episode solid, was really good. <laughs> That's why we were all because like they really just showed us the first episode and a lot of the previews. I'm not even hoeing you because I rewatched every preview that I ever posted, and it was always the first episode. It's sad, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, thank you, Eunice. I'm sorry. What you was supposed to say? I was say that was me. I'm there. I know. What was you finna say? Oh, oh, oh. Now nah, I was gonna say real, uh, real quick. I thought, I thought like, um. Cause I thought it was funny. Cause basically, I tweeted that one thing, and that's how this whole thing started. And I think it's funny that somebody was talking about like you know receiving, or see people talking about it, like receiving constructive criticism well, and how it feels like you know sometimes some of these anime creators, I mean creators in general, um, they they don't take constructive criticism well. Like as soon as somebody says they don't like they don't like their series, they don't like their work or their art or something like that, it becomes instead of a, instead of a moment to listen to the audience, it becomes a, an argument or it becomes a time to like poke fun or make a point instead of really sitting there and hearing out to the people that well your audience, the people that are are not only gonna you know watch but then also gonna sing your praises, especially if it's good, right? So I think the whole thing was just I mean kind of funny from the jump when. 
just admit that just just because a lot of people watch your shit don't mean it's good. A lot of people watch the last Airbender. I'm talking about the live action movie. Was that shit good? No, the fuck it wasn't. Facts, man. It's trash. I just want to say during that before that, that part irritated me too. I agree with you. I felt like that was such a slap in the face because let's get real. The reason that a lot of us watched it was because, because we want black people have a hand. We want to see black saying. people. We want to see black people win. And we, that was such a slap in the face when I read that. I was like, look at how you guys just like, that's the thing I said on live. I was like, they know that they will profit off of black people wanting to see that because we crave that. And I like crave it in a way of like, oh, we're so desperate, but we would love to see representation in something that we put in money. Cause a lot of us, you know, spend money in this like field. And so it would be nice to see some representation. So when he said that, I honestly just logged off Twitter and said, I'm okay. Yeah. It was a stupid fucking argument because, like, the streets came out to see Justice League and that shit did, like, 700 million. But we know Justice League was fucking booty butt. So I don't understand why he would say that. Like, my girl Kai made a thread that captured everything that I felt immensely. I just, like, attached, like, retweeted with the hashtag. And I need people, like, people to understand, like, even if we do, like, and this is from, I think, was it last week when the writer came in the room or the week before last, whenever the fuck that was? Like, please understand that when people create, like, when you put out a product, it doesn't matter what the fuck is in it. You're going to get crit- criticism. And it's not like, yeah, we kind of shat on it, but we gave you reasons why we shat on it. We gave you all these pinpoints. And the, for the fact that you say, oh, well, it got abused, so it don't, your shit don't matter. There's a slap in the face to us. Like, 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 you know, like, you saying, like, there's a slap in the face to us. And that's disrespectful as fuck. Because we don't have to watch your shit. And I hate to say it like that, because that's rude. But we don't have to watch it. We watch it because we want to see y'all do good. But if you're not going to listen to us and take our shit seriously, then we're not going to watch your shit the next motherfucking time. You're going to be begging for views that you I, like to brag on. And um, I'm going to just say from the from the creator standpoint, too, uh, before, so before we move on to this, Yasuke, and get back to our topic. From the creative standpoint, too, it is a fine line. Like, sometimes it's hard to take hella constructive criticism when, like, it just feel like niggas is dumping on you and trashing your work. Uh, but it is important to sit through it. Like Panda said, because if it's given, if they're given reasons and it's consistent and it makes sense, then that's the criticism you need. You do need to listen to. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to, like, draw that line and discern between the two because, has the creator, this is your project, this is your baby. Um, and you take that shit personal. So, um, I do feel like an artist of his level should be able to discern between the two, or else for me, in my mind, it's hard for you to exist at that level. But um, that's just my take on it from the creator standpoint. And then back to the topic for like series keeping us moving, I want to move on to the audience and hear from uh, people like Kai and Bo. Uh, let me hear from you first, Kai, and then Bo. Um, hello. Um, I'm Kai. Hi, Kai. Hi, babe. Um, my top three. I just finished Assassination Classroom, um, Smile Down the Runway, and Fruits Basket. So, as far as like capturing your audience, I work in marketing. Um, so basically, my entire job is capturing an audience, I guess, if that makes sense to you guys. So, you can't treat your audience, the people that you want to spend their money or views or streams, you cannot treat them like they're idiots. You cannot downplay their intelligence because then no one's going to want to do business with you. I, I just hate this shit. He literally 
try to fucking insult my intelligence. We well, I just don't understand how many people. All right, bro. All right. Huh? That's what I told. That's what I told. That nigga was sounding like a hunter hunter stand. Like you don't understand the material. Mm. <laughs> but that's the thing. You cannot, as like in marketing, like my job is to tell a story to make you want to buy the product or make you want to do business with us, right? Um, and I work with everyone from real estate to like people who have their own bartending business. I have to tell all of their stories within marketing, and. I have to make sure that I have integrity behind everything that I'm creating for these people's brands, because if there's no integrity, if you cannot trust their product, you won't want to continue with that product. And it's the same with storytelling and creating um, anime and and shows in general. No one's going to want to keep messing with their product or want to be taking part of it, part in it, if there's no integrity and you're not putting any actual love behind it and you're treating them like they're stupid and you're not actually listening um, you do better when you listen to your audience or customers because you can't deliver, you can't make more money if you don't know what these people want. She's spitting. Like, you cannot actually make money off of just, oh, I'm going to make whatever I want because I want to make it and I have the money to do that. You cannot do that because that's not, that, that's not what the consumer wants. The consumer is going to tell you exactly what they want. And you have to listen to it. You still get the chance to make it your own because, again, you can make there can be a million black anime, but there's only one of yours. But you still have to listen because, look, you walk down the bread aisle. There's only but so many damn ways you can make fucking bread. But people like the brands that they like for their marketing purposes because they feel like that brand speaks to them. Or they feel like they have a connection with that brand and everyone has a favorite cereal or have a favorite brand for these reasons. And it because you, good. because it tastes good, or because it's healthy and it's a healthy taste good option, or because it's organic or something, it still appeals to the audience. You have to actually listen to your audience and see what they want. If you don't know what they want, if you don't listen to them because you don't know how to take criticism because your ego is that frail, don't do what the fuck you're doing. No. Quit because you ain't got no business doing anything that puts you in a light, the line of light where you are supposed to be using the consumer to make money, and but you're not giving them something that they're asking you for. No, if you can't take con- constructive criticism or criticism at all, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. So he shouldn't be doing what the fuck he's doing because people are giving him actual valid criticism and he wants to act like a little baby. I'm sorry, but Mecca and feudal Japan does not make sense. It's fulfilled your anime wet dreams. But other than that, like there's no actual purpose in it because it wasn't explained. Anime wet dreams. Is it piggyback off of that? Because somebody in the comments said something about like, and I talked to GB about this. Hey, but hold on, hold on, y'all. We still talking about Yasuke and this nigga, his creator feels and shit. And we supposed to be talking about page turning as anime and like what captures you in particular yeah so I, yeah can we like slide back onto the conversation well my thing was basically in general as like in marketing and stuff like that like in general you have to actually just listen to what people want for me i like storytelling what captures me is actually a really really good story and i also just like pretty things So the more care that's taken into a project and the more like someone you can tell that this is something someone's passionate about, the -hmm. more likely I am to support it. The more excited you are about your product, the more I'm excited about your product, as long as you're delivering a quality product. That's facts. What's uh, what's one anime or manga that has you like hype, like 
page to page or frame to frame when you was watching it and like really drew you in? Okay, so I'm still I'm really a dweeb and Panda knows this. I love Fruits Basket with every fiber of my being. A keto pack. Smoking on the keto pack. <laughs> All right. And like <laughs> And Panda knows I get so it's because I read them. I read the manga like several times and Panda can tell you like we've had so many conversations about this and she knows ex- how excited I get whenever she watches a new episode because I'm just like, oh, great. I can talk to you. What about I, this. What I told you I'd have yelled this girl ear off on this past Monday. Like, girl, but it's compelling. Period. But the thing is, Fruits Basket is a good story. And you can tell that the author loves that story. No part of you would ever think that the author did not love that story and love those characters because you know each character. You build a connection with each character. You have sympathy for each individual Soma. And you kind of feel some type of way about Akita, whether it's negative or like indifferent. You feel something. And that's, to me, good storytelling. That is compelling. That is amazing. So there are keto fans that disturbs the fuck out of me. But you I've saw. taken up a lot. <laughs> I've taken up a lot of time, so I'm gonna stop talking and let someone else talk. Yeah, I was finna move on, but my last question for you, uh Kyle, you feel a connection to the mangaka too, by way, because the the love that they put into the series and, and you feel like more connected to them as well. Is that what you're saying? Um, it's not that, it's just that they created a they created characters who feel like people. They, okay. The characters don't feel like characters. The characters feel like like people. Like what they're going through is relatable. It, like the animal thing isn't relatable, but like you understand their trauma. You under like me, Isuzu. I I completely relate to Isuzu because she has parent, parental trauma that I also have. So I relate to that because she's a person to me. So all right. Uh, Bo, come up here and, and show these it mob niggas how to do this, this podding thing. <laughs> well, it be respectful be without me, so um, you know. What I mean? uh, oh, you the star it mob? Yo, this, oh, you the face like Panda is? Yeah. Get this, y'all don't get this shit out of here, though. <laughs> please, please, please understand that I'm gonna remember all this shit. Go on. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, but yeah, my. My name is Bo Bondundit. Uh, you can follow me on ItMob, um, twi- Twitch, and YouTube as well. I'm trying to start something on YouTube, but that is still a in development process. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it, so, but it's work in progress. And you can follow me on Twitch. And I did say Twitch, but yeah, you can follow me on, on my link there. But anyway, so um, the thing that captured me as an audience, I'll just say this because. Um, it, I guess every um, every first episode has to capture me. Cause I know people say like you should watch, like how everyone say like it takes a while to watch something. Uh, sh- depending on what ep- depending on what anime you're watching, but after the first episode, if I'm caught up to it, like something has to happen, like like a twist in it. Like let's say that uh, oh uh, apparently this dude is killing all everyone, and then next thing you know, at the end. The real protagonist is the guy who killed the guy at the end. That kind of, that's kind of twist I like to see in the capturing. So basically, I like to see the thing that captured me as an audience is basically like stuff that uh, twi- the twist at the end. So with that being said, um, 
thing I feel that an intercultural audience is that they, when when make, when people like list their products out there, they need to think about the audience. Like you know, what will make like something has to be relatable in some kind of way. Like um, I need to listen to how people like criticize their work because like um, like Kaya said, if then people don't listen to what how to criticize your work, obviously you're not gonna get enough people to watch your products. As you know, like um. I guess you could say use case since we're talking about use case. Um, Cause for me, use case was, was okay, but I just think it was, should have been done better. And I did it, did it love to holes in there. Um, I would say. What's, um, what's one animated that did do it right for you? Um, let's see. Actually, there's a lot of animes, but I would say, um, I just go with Fire Force. They really did that right to me. Uh, sure, it was a little slow, but they did have the character build up in the right way. Cause at first, cause I didn't, cause I didn't even know what was going. I didn't even know about um, um, the do the fire legs. I, I like I was trying to get to know much of him and how everyone in in his whole team, like you know, what that whole like deal is, like that story, why they're in, in this like field of work. And why old dude who is like fireless is kind of, kind of like, you know, the OG of the whole squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like they put the story and uh, like the background like really well towards towards the season two as well. Because now I understand like how each of the fire members like um, is now why they what are doing this and why some of them are like, you know, fire force fighters and what are trying to prove. I still don't know why old dude with a saber sword is in there because you know it's it kind of bugs me why he's in. There. You don't like you don't like Arthur. I know I like Arthur. I just want to know his background story because sometimes Arthur can be like randomly smart at sometimes, and then he just dumb. Oh, uh, you don't, you, you don't, up on you, you up on season two yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in season get, two. How do you know what pie is? Hold on. You don't read the manga. Uh, I'm probably going to try and read the manga. Um, you you'll if, get your you'll get your author backstory if you read the manga, but I feel like you won't get his backstory until like season four or five of the anime. Damn near. Yeah, they all, uh, they, they, they 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 explain explain a little bit of it in season two. Like they don't really get into it, but it gives you kind of a insight a little, to his a little context. Yeah, yeah. A little context, but that's yeah, yeah. I did saw a little bit of the context in there. I mean, I did understand author a little bit. Um, so I think so. I know Arthur is at least has some kind of smartness in him, and hey, I do understand why people abandon him. Um, no, Damn, yeah. bro! Don't be spoiling everything on. Look at that season two. Yeah, that's an anime. Yeah, I know that. That's season two. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a flashback. I haven't watched the anime, yeah. bro. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. There's a flashback. Cool. Yeah, you know I don't read that shit. Yeah, I know you don't read that shit, bro. Hey, but since since I got you here and it's it's eighty you niggas is not talking. Uh, Leak, you mentioned feats and stakes on the timeline, and uh, Aaron, you talked about character development and world building. I'll need examples from both of you niggas. Uh, Bo, I appreciate your input. Thanks for coming up for representing the Ip Mob correctly. 
Uh, cause Abe and Steve ain't talking either, and they up there. I gave these niggas green asterisks. Nigga, you know get that shit off. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. like wondering why Steve isn't talking and Abe isn't talking, cause I'm like, all right, bet run it then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should have did. You should have did that shit. Bro, I'm this right. the audience, Kamai, you gonna be up next after Aaron and, and Lee give they spiel, and if everybody right. in the audience, I'm finna open up hand raising. I'm gonna take roughly four or five more people. All right, it was nice being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Uh, yeah, bro. You want me to go first, then? You can uh, go first. But yeah, I, but yeah, I tweeted, for me personally, I need high stakes plot twists or like a very interesting character character or world. So like, for me, The Promised Neverland is a good example of high stakes from like the jump. Because once we find out what's really going on, it's like, bro, like we're Thanks. getting killed. Like our lives are on the line. So like that's, that's something that's high stakes with an interesting story. So you're trying to figure out how they're going to survive and what are these things that they're being fed to. Um, another one for me, I will probably say is Attack on Titan. Of course, like the huge plot twist of like the fucking wall getting kicked down episode one, and then his mom basically dying in the first episode, and it's like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Um, another one that I'm reading right now is um, Kingdom. Um, it basically starts off with two war orphans, and one of them so happens to get accepted into like the king's like kind of, I guess you could say like a servant for the king. And then by the end of the first chapter, like somebody you think is going to be a main character is literally dying, like about to die. So he's like, what the hell is like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is this about? And like, where is this story going? And then from, from that point on, it's literally every single chapter. Somebody is running from their, running for their lives, fighting for their life. Like the first five to 10 chapters, like you don't even know if like, who's going to survive. And you're already like introduced to like, a, a huge a huge key member of the entire story being the future king of like the whole kingdom so it's like from the jump you're you're thrown into a story of like super high stakes an interesting world and then you're trying to figure out like what exactly is going on that the fact that this the main character who's literally like a peasant is now having to protect the future king of the kingdom in the first chapter yeah, I'm starting Kingdom on Friday, um, Panda. I don't know if you're going to be ready, but uh, I got to start this shit because Leek hyping this shit. Do so at your own risk. Do so at your own risk. Because some I, of us work for a living, Steve. Wow. Well, I, I did my job. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All right, we getting violent. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I guess, I guess, I guess for me, oh. like, uh, I'm talking about, uh, for me, like most captivating, like, you know, character development and world building or cutting up size growth and world building. And I say that because in a sense, I feel like I'm kind of a fan of, um, I guess, I guess older storytelling. Not to say they don't do it now, but I guess it's less uh, uh, recent where they don't do it as much as anymore. And like, so I want to talk about that. I'm like, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, Outlaw Star, uh, Champlu, um, stuff like that, where it's where at, at some point, I guess in some way, shape, or form, like the plot, there is a plot and there is a story going on, but the what you what you're witnessing is more so the world and how the characters interact with the world and and you know how it reflects back on them and and stuff like that. So I'll give that, but I did stuff like some recent, maybe like Astro Lost in Space or um <sighs> I have to look at my list. I I I really watch too much, um, but just kind of like something anthology, like that. anthology problems. <laughs> no, my my list grows every day. Every day I'm like every other day I'm finishing another anime, but um, 
Yeah, and, and and another point I was going to say, like, when it comes to, like, captivating, for me, in a sense, like, if you ever listen to like, a Black anime review, review some stuff, like, everything kind of has equal weight, in a sense, to me. Like, and I say that because I feel like a lot of stuff is on a, te- is, like, on a teeter, like, on a teeter title, whatever, like, on a, like, if something that's, like, crazy high world building and character development, like, personally, I'm, de- I'm like, I'm going to love that a lot. But if it doesn't, like, if it's not as good as, you know, something else that I really love. Like, I'm not going to say, like, Trigon might be my favorite anime, but I'm not going to be like, oh, it's not better than Trigon, like, every time I watch something, because it might offer something differently. So, like, something like Steins Gate, which, this is a good character development, and we're both for the most part. But something like Steins Gate, I really love, but I love it in a different way than I would love, than I love um, uh, uh, Trigon or Bebop or something. Just because, like, they may not have the high levels of world building as that, but they have another part that captivates me in a different way it makes me enjoy it in a different way than I would, you know, Bebop or Trigon. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I got a couple, a couple of tweets on here. I want to, I want to read from. Uh, we got Moody Senpai on Twitter that said that pacing and writing is everything when it comes to creating addictive anime and manga. It needs to be realistic and allow the viewer to be immersed in the world and really fall in love with the characters. Uh, I definitely fuck with that Moody. Um, and I think that damn near everybody up here on the panel is going to agree with pacing and writing. Yes, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. Panda, funny as hell for feet and stakes. That shit got me weak. And then we got uh, Kedrick on the timeline. He said uh, com- from uh, Chaotic Culture Podcast, who just did an episode with the most recognizable face in the anime and manga community. Mm. Panda, I will uh, kill all of y'all niggas and y'all sleep. <laughs> when we go to uh, Panda with the hammer. <laughs> Kedrick said that uh, compelling stories and great pop plot twists do it for him. And uh, I ain't heard from Nay the whole time we've been up here, I don't think. Yeah. Nay, we'll be doing it for you besides <laughs> absolute fear. I'm dead. Um, same thing, kind of plot twist um, with an interesting um, storyline honestly and i personally like to see somebody die in the first episode it doesn't have to be a gruesome oh. death but i like to see in your like, death note bag okay you see, I'm a, I, I was mean, just about I to tweet like, about death like, note. i do like that type of twist um like something like literally happening to somebody but yeah like death note is like i think a good example of um one that just kind of piqued my interest in um, some of the twists in there, like just the finding the book and what the book entailed to begin with um, is really interesting to me. I know somebody said Astro Lost in Space. That one was like a really good attention grabber. Uh, Banana Fish for me was one that was that caught my attention yes. in the first episode. Um, I couldn't put it down after that. There was a lot of interesting things. So yeah, definitely an interesting storyline um, and interesting characters. And if somebody could die, in the first episode, I'll be happy. Appreciate it, Nate. All right, let's move on to the rest of our audience people because I got a lot of y'all motherfuckers up here we got to move through. Uh, the lineup as it is on my screen is Kamaya, then Keith, then Pat. You're, that's exactly what I see. Mm-hmm. Kamaya, this is uh, where you unmute yourself. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, what does it first off i'm gonna say this uh i don't know how many people have seen wonder egg priority so if you haven't seen it you might want to tune me out girl preach about that the fire. Preach. talk about that this shit. 
Talk that shit. I don't, I don't want to spoil it. Let me turn, oh, it's fine. I'm going to turn you guys down because I am watching it. So let me turn y'all down. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so what does it for me is really, really hard-hitting plot twist. I love psych- psychological anime. But my thing is, capturing your audience, I feel like it's very, very important, especially in that first episode. Because not only do you need to have characters that are very interesting that people will want to relate to and see what happens down the line, you also need to have a plot that brings your in that brings your viewers in and makes them want to watch and makes them want to see how these characters progress and how the story progresses. And I feel like Wonder Egg Priority did a very, very good job of that because when I was first watching it, I was kind of confused in like the first couple of minutes. But then when I finished the episode and really processed it, everything kind of made sense. The story just progressively got better and better and better. And since it is an original anime, it doesn't have a manga. I feel like the way they did it was really well, was really well written. It had a very good habit of leaving you wanting more and leaving you wanting to see what happens next, especially with the characters. There were parts of the show where I just was like, I don't know what's going to happen to this character. But as soon as I kept watching, it just progressively made sense to me and everything started to add up. But it just, as far as capturing your audience, I'm going to use Nambaka as one of my examples as well. Nambaka had a very good, um, had a very good first episode. It was very comedic. It was very funny. It was very interesting. But halfway through, I lost the plot. I didn't know what was going on. You spitting right now. You spitting. You spitting like a motherfucker. <laughs> you spitting. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I knew, but somewhere towards like the end of season one, middle of season two, I just lost the plot. I didn't know what was going on. But what I feel like they did well was explaining the characters, but where they fell short was making sure that the story stayed consistent like Wonder Egg Priority did. So I wish that a lot more anime would follow in Wonder Egg Priority's footsteps because they made they left you in the dark, but once you finished it, it all made sense. Everything made sense. It was a very well-written anime. It was very well animated. And the way they captured their audience, it, it they gave you topics to relate to. I'm not going to say what they are because I don't want to... Some of it is very triggering. But they gave you way too many... They gave you a lot of topics to relate to. They gave you characters to relate to. Not only personality-wise, but like emotionally relate to and kind of mentally relate to. And that's what I like about anime. I like plot twists like Wonder Egg Priority gave us. I don't like plot twists that Nambaka gave us. It was just very much confusing. And I wish that more anime would take into consideration that you need to have a lot of hard-hitting elements that will bring your audience in. And you also need to know who your audience is. Yeah. I, um, one... I'm going to have to start enforcing the, the time limit on the speakers because I, I am trying to get us out here semi on time tonight, but it ain't looking like it's going to happen. And then, uh, two, uh, I do agree with, like, the hard-hitting elements. Uh, some, funny enough, we was talking about uh, Cannon Busters and it having a slow start earlier, which I think is a is a good example here. 
I didn't really think that Cannon Busters was bad, but it definitely it wasn't really scratch. It wasn't even scratching the surface at first. Like we didn't even really get deep into the anime or have any hard hitting moments or anything that was making me really feel engaged with what was happening until maybe like three quarters of the way through the season. And then all of a sudden, like things start to happen and you feel like, okay, I'm fucking with it. So for me, that left the season being kind of in the mid area. And my original feeling was that it was trash, but it left it being in the mid area just because it didn't really get me moving to grab my attention to the end. If I wasn't watching for a black creator, that would have been an anime that I didn't even finish at the end of the day. So I vibe with you with that on that shit, Kamaya. 100% agree. Uh, um, let me... Spice, you got something to say before I move on? To- yeah, I just want to say, like, um, I agree with the whole, like, um, I like when series, like, throw me into, like, the chaos and then feed me details throughout. That's why I really enjoyed Dora Hidoro because I feel like that series Whoa. has so much... That was fire. It, um, it was. does a really great, a really great job at, at world-building and then feeding you small details, but also misdirecting you with when you think what's going to happen and never happens the way you think it's going to happen. And then in the end, when everything's revealed, you're like, oh shit, this is, this is crazy. So I, I do love when series do that. You know, at, that's why I highly recommend Dory Doral because like that series is so fire. I love the way it's rain. But yeah, that's all I'm saying. I definitely agree. When you're not telegraphing exactly what your plot is, you definitely end up having a better chance of keeping your audience engaged. Yeah, because I'm pretty... I'm pretty good when it comes to like deciphering plot twists. So I, if it's a really, really good plot twist, I'm like, okay, you got me. But like, I feel like a lot of times you're like, I kind of know where it's going. But with Dory Doro, you don't know where it's going. And I, I love when series do that to me. So I'm like, yes, yes, keep. I want more of it. <laughs> yeah, that anime threw me for a look the first time I watched it because I was like, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen. Nope, I didn't know what was going to happen. I love that. And I love that's why I love Wonder Egg Priority so much because it threw me for loops in every facet that I couldn't even fathom. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out One Day Priority. I've been watching uh, Jamal from Getting the Megapod speak the gospel on One Day Priority for, it feel like, damn near a year now. Uh, He's been, he been talking on One Day Priority for a while. But, Please uh, do it. It's so great. It's so great. Uh, appreciate you, Kamaya. Keith, what's good, bro? Yo, what's going on? Um, hi everybody. I'm Keith. Um, I'll do we we're supposed to do top three, right? So I, I'll do top three, my top three from uh, this current season, um, which are uh, Megalobox, Nomad, Tokyo Revengers, and uh, Hidehiro. Um, but yeah, uh, for the topic. For me, uh, keeping my attention, all I need is two things. I just need good characters and keep it interesting. Um, and that's that's literally that's literally it. Like it can be a twist, it could be a dope reveal, um, it could be a death, whatever. Just keep it interesting um, and give me good characters. Um, my example is kept being taken but one that hasn't been taken was uh talentless nana i don't know if anyone has seen that um but the end Uh of the first episode the twist is like okay now i want to see what happens next and as long as you keep me wanting to see what happens next i'm engaged 
Thank you for releasing us from the shackles of Yasuke too, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I understand everyone's gripe with it. Um and it, it I don't know, it, it felt like we had finally moved on and then Flying Lotus decided to do what he did this morning. What's uh, your and, uh, and open the wound back up? What's your favorite example of a character that kind of like kept the story moving for you? Um for me, a character I would say um, Rio and Akira in Devilman Crybaby. Um, the two of them really kept that story driving for me. I love um, I love their dialogue and like their the poems. Yeah, uh, just because like the way the way that we're introduced to Rio um, when he pulls up with you know the all white fur coat with a machine gun and a sports car. Um, with style, bro. Yeah, and he just like, he's like, okay, what's this dude gonna do? And he just lets that shit fly off at the dock with no care in the world. Like, okay, I want to see what this guy got going on. And then he takes Akira to the rave, and you know everything changes there. Akira becomes a completely different person, and now it's like, well, his personality is the same, but on the outside, he's completely different. He's very much changed. So it's like, okay, I want to see what what's going on between the two of them. Like, they're these childhood friends. Then Rio pops up out of nowhere, and Akira's completely different on the outside, but he's now he's got to deal with being a devil and a human. Um, and, and you kind of get this feeling that Rio has, like, this alternative, uh, this ulterior motive, but you don't really know what it is. And then later on, you find out, like, even subconsciously, his his motive, he didn't even know what his motive was um, really on the surface. So that that kind of story is is really um, something that I love. But, and then uh, before you go, I got two I got two things I need you to do. Um, one, I need you to pub the brand. But two, if niggas like good ass characters like like the ones you just mentioned, what's probably the best comic that we need to read from the brand? Um. Okay. Uh. So like I have concept. <laughs> I have con- my co- brand is Concept Moon. Uh, we make comics and manga, um, centered around uh, black characters for the most part. Um. Uh, concept Moon on Twitter, Concept Moon Instagram, ConceptMoon.com. Um. And man, uh, for characters. Um, this is that's tough because I, I honestly, and like even if I wasn't uh part of the brand, I love all of our characters. Um, it's hard, so it's kind of that's hard a political to... ass answer. Who your favorite? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm gonna plug myself and say uh Black Lotus Dragon, um, hey. just because I know what I have planned for all of my characters in that. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that does that that is a little biased for me, but um, just because I know what's coming from what's out right now, um, with those with the character growth, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and roll with that one. Um, but also the outlaws. I'm, I that one. Hey, real quick, I, I just want to say thank you to Keith for always pushing that devil may cry um that 
the anime oh, yeah. always pushing it. Yeah, like yo, yeah, I'm always on that. Agenda. Fucking That's wild. in my top three. So yeah, yeah yo, really Does appreciate Devil, that. Devil May Cry not get love? No, nah, not Devil May Cry. <laughs> Devil May Cry. Yeah, I was, I'm jumbled right now. But uh, shout out to him for that for always pushing that agenda. But always got to share that I don't feel yeah, like some, get some as people much hate Devil May Cry, baby. Some people hate really? it. Them niggas yeah. not on my time. I've, I've not seen those tapes. That's still strange to me. The people that actually hated it. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how. I can understand how it might have made some people uncomfortable. It may not be great to some people. I can understand that. But shout out to Actress Dream Sequence. Oh yeah, that drum was wild. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Every episode that I was scene. like, what the hell is going on? My nigga. I was like, wait a minute. I had to rewind it and go back to make sure it was what I thought it was. <laughs> Shit was disgustingly beautiful. I loved it. Um, appreciate you, Keith. Yeah, we man, gonna, appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. We're gonna move on to uh Pat. Tell us why we turned the pages, bro. Uh, what's good, everybody? I know I just got off, but now I'm coming back up because I really want to talk about this topic, especially um, as a writer uh, and an aspiring mangaka. Um, for me, uh, what keeps the pages turning? Um, one, um, a dope world, and two, uh, relatable characters. Uh, I think that's probably why um, people, including myself, really fuck with Naruto so hard, not just as a show, but as a character. Um, as a child, I really related to the isolation that he experienced growing up. And so, you know, that's why I'm always ride with him, you know, and some of my favorite MCs. Um, as far as a world, however, I think my favorite world might be uh, One Piece, honestly. Um, I love the way that they kind of take real world scenarios and situations and incorporate them into a series. Um, One Piece always gives you those. Protect this game. Protect this game. One Piece really does. uh, One Piece really does uh, a great job at um, giving you those dark undertones, and um, it it makes you feel for the characters. You know, whenever they're really experiencing something heavy. Um, If you're watching uh, One Piece right now, you caught up. You know, you know what's going on in Wano, and so you really, you know, feel for the characters when you you, you see what they've been put through for the last twenty years. Um, so I think for me, that's what's a page turner. Um, one characters that I can relate to, or a character that I can see myself in, and two, um, a world that you know uh, kind of emulates the one in th- that we're living in. And so you 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 take a character that's interesting and you put them in that, and you know they're trying to you know adjust or, or, or topple the system or overthrow it or just trying to figure out how to survive. And so I think those are some things that um, I really try to incorporate in my series. Um, so yeah, the, those are it for me. What uh, what arc in One Piece or what what concept did you feel like most closely resonated with you, and what like what arc that you couldn't wait to just move through because it was just hitting home? Um, let's see, the arc that resonated with me the most uh, in One Piece, um, I'll probably say um, Sabody. Um, okay. Sabody is my favorite One Piece arc of all time. Um, Wano will probably be my favorite after it's all said and done. But Sabody right now is just it. It really opened my eyes to like the issues that they're tackling because I mean, there you know you saw the classism, you saw the racism, um, you saw the human Sorry. trafficking. Yeah, you you, you saw the right. human trafficking, um, and you saw what happens. You know when you try to oppose the system. 
you know? And so I think that arc may have been the heaviest for me because, you know, um, it's something that we see in our world, you know, like as black people, we do experience the racism, you know, um, we, we saw the slave trading going on, you know, all across the world. Yeah. Um, we see the class system going on, you know, right here in our own country. And, um, you know, you, you see what happened, you know, when you try to protest and you try to stand up against it, you know, uh, it seems like you don't have a voice. So Sabbath was the one that really hit the hardest for me because I see it. Yeah. I, it, it is like, and, and you get that moment, like you get the moment of, of, of Luffy doing what he does yeah. and, and knocking that nigga back to the manga. You get that moment and you feel like there's hope for the little mm-hmm. man, but then, you know. When uh, that guy pulls up, yeah. Yeah, when 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 God <laughs> pulls up <laughs> and shut everything down, bro, it's like, that's what power do. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I definitely feel that. Yeah, and so um, it, and I won't talk talk on this topic anymore. But um, that that last statement you made it brings me to um, what Doflamingo said in Marine Forge. You know, um, you know those the strong is the one the strong are the ones who decide what justice is. You exactly. Know? And so um, yeah, that that, that just kind of you know brought that memory to me. So yeah, um, that, that's just, that's just kind of how I feel about it all. We stand Dolphy around here, dog. We stand Dolphy. We stand Dolphy, bro. That man was something else, yo. Doflamingo, he was that nigga. I don't know no nigga that could wear capris and a mink flamingo. Dripping. Dripping. Dripping, bro. Big dripping, bro. With the frames on. And then fought with the frames, bro. Like, hey, the hardest thing about Dolphy was the fact that, like, everybody called him Young Master. And this nigga was definitely, like, 45. But I fuck with him. I fuck but that boy that boy wear the velvet loafers with no socks bro what you expect right 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 <sighs> um what i was gonna say mike is out of here now if i start if i start slandering head clover he gonna be mad you can so, you can have it i'm just no, tired gotta, of the, i'm just no, tired of the dick eating you, can we move show. on man good lord <laughs> Mike, Mike, so you hate Naruto, you hate One Piece, you just want Bleach talk, huh? He just nah, want Bleach. I, I don't even want to hear about Bleach, man. Like, Jesus Christ. We'll just let's lead a one three out of it, a big three out of this, please. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> have a One Piece moment, man. Pat, pub the brand, bro. We, we, oh, we just I already, I already pubbed it once, man, but I'll pub it again, bro. Uh, my name is Patrick Thomas, writer, creator of Team God Punch. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at uh, Team God Punch. Um, you can read the the manga for free um, on our website, www.teamguypunch.com. Uh, yeah, man, just fuck with the brand. I hope you like it. Uh, we might we got more content coming soon. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for having me. Shout out to Team Oh, wait, is it my turn? Uh, you are next on my screen. It sure oh. is. Um, so... What keeps me into... Oh, also, I just want to say thank you guys for sharing my YouTube channel. That meant a lot. <laughs> um, oh, no problem. But I would say what keeps me, um, like, interested or, like, what gets my attention in anime is obviously great animation. I love a really terrifying villain. But most recently, I realized that I love when shows do this thing where they kind of give you the plot in bits and pieces. Like it all comes together in the end, but like the first few episodes, you're kind of like, wait, so where is this going? What does this mean? And like, for example, um, I don't know if, you, if you, any of y'all watch um, Joran, Princess of Snow and Blood. If anyone's seen that one? Yes, I love it. it. It doesn't it like, it doesn't, you don't get the full idea of what's going on in the first episode. 
it wasn't until you don't even get the full idea by episode five. You just like, yo, what is going on? It's wild. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was- had, it had me confused when I was doing my watch. I got like episode seven. And I was just like, yeah. So did she? Wait, she achieved the mission. I'm. What's what's next? Just, like, I have to pay specific attention to this, so I, I appreciate you shouting this out, Erica, because that's an anime like I can't just let play in the background because I'm gonna miss everything. Yeah, you have to pay attention. Like I like to put on shows and then you know I don't know do chores or you know cook or something while I'm watching it. I can't do that with Joran. I have to sit down and like watch it, pay attention. Um, but yeah, it was like it was like the first episode. I'm like, okay, so. She's like an assassin and she's part of like this organization. All right. And she has cool powers. Cool. All right. <laughs> and then second episode, somebody died. And I was like, oh, what the hell? And then it just kept going. And it wasn't until like the fourth episode that for me, that's when it clicked for me. And I don't know. It's worth it. Like, it's just worth the buildup. I don't, it's hard to explain, but it's just worth the buildup. I like shows that just kind of feed you stuff like in bits and pieces. Like Wonder Egg did the same thing. Where it's like, okay, you know, you know that they have like these eggs and and they have to go like this other world to save people, but you don't know where they came from. You don't know what those like dummy looking guys, what their deal was. Um, it just I like I don't know, just give, I like I guess it's like what like breadcrumbing sort of <laughs> like that. I like that. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> so like leading you along and and kind of giving you a a path, a way to a way to really dissect, break down and understand the story to digest it all. Yeah. It just, it's just like episodes, like especially in the first episode, like it grabs your attention with a cool scene, but you end up with more questions than answers and you have to know the answer. So you just keep on watching, but it's only worth it. If at the end of the series, you know, it all comes together. Otherwise you just feel like you've been let on. Okay. Thanks. That's, uh, I'm gonna try to try to get us back on time. We only like we just hit the mark for this segment, so we're gonna get these last three people through. Erica, we appreciate you for coming back up. Uh and thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh I got Al next on my screen. Yo, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can, sir. All right. So I wanted to jump in real quick. I'm also part of the uh, It Mob crew, so I want to represent that. My name is gang, Black Gang. <laughs> gang, gang. We deep in so that. I go by Black Hole Player, also known as SSS Black, also known as Eriza and Robin's purse holder. Um, I just want to throw out a couple of things I've been listening to. My whole thing about what catches your eye for me is shock value. And it has to be not just shock value, but progression from set shock value. I heard a couple of people speaking on... Um, what's it called on wonder a priority. And that's a perfect example. Like, I don't think people went into wonder a priority knowing what was going on and shit didn't get real literally until one of the little CNOs through the ax, it hit the girl and you saw blood. I think literally from there on in the anime was like, Whoa, okay. So things are going to turn real. This ain't no cutesy anime. And that reminds me of another cute anime, which is called, um, from Madoka Magica. And anybody that's you seen pull up a goal. Yep. <laughs> I'll get to that part. So in the first episode, you're like, oh, it's cute little magic girls. And oh, they're, you know, doing magic. And then you get to episode three. And if you haven't seen it, of course, everybody knows what goes down to episode three. And the entire anime flips on its head from there on in. That's what I call well-placed shock value. Like in the beginning, you have no clue. This might be cool. And then woof, 
that hits. And from there on in, everybody's like, well, what's next? Because now you didn't kill, you know, you didn't took somebody out. And what do I do from there? What do I do? Um, perfect example of like three anime from spring that for sure is doing the right job of reeling in their audience. One is Vivi. I push the Vivi agenda heavy. Yeah. Uh, all on Twitter. Vivi I do. Crack. I just watched my first episode. <laughs> oh, Listen. Protect and this nigga. <laughs> Vivi from here on in. And literally the first episode's catches you. Normally, you only got one episode to catch people. Keep it honey. Like this if your first episode is trash, you're not, you're not going to make it nine out of the ten. Unless you leave agree. something in that first episode, a question mark. That's the only way you're going to catch somebody. Because if you leave that question mark, you're like, you know what? I might dip back in to see that second episode just to see what that's going. And not all animes get that. Vivi does a perfect job. First few seconds of the anime. I'm spoiling it a little bit, but I'm going to just drop this in because I'm making this quick. First few episodes or first few seconds of the anime. You just see blood, gore. You don't know what's going on. People getting body left and right. All of a sudden, it switches back. It starts to show from Vivi's perspective. You got this robot. Hey, uh, we got to go fix this or the whole world going to die. I'm up. I'm in. Let's do this. I don't know what we're going to do, how we're going to do about this, but I'm in. Then Vivi drops you animation. Vivi drops you dope fight scenes. Vivi drops you excellent music. From there on in, you're like, all right, I have no reason but to watch this. You gave me something to look forward to in the first episode. And then from here on in, I'm gone. And I'm like animes when built like that perfectly is literally that's how you do an anime from the very, very beginning. You drop what you need and then you reel them in with everything else being at top tier levels. Uh, Promise Neverland was another one. I heard somebody speak on that. I remember literally my boy reading that and I was like, oh, is this what's going on in this? And this is before I even read Magna. He was just reading it on the screen on our website. And I was like, oh, what happened to the little girl? Okay, I want to go watch this now. And I ended up reading it and watching the anime when it came out. Poor second season. We ain't going to speak on that. That second season never happened. But well-placed shock value for me is what catches me in the anime. Stuff can start off slow, but if you keep me somewhat intrigued until your shot, your one shining moment hits, then I'm in it. Because then it's like, all right, I watched three episodes and now you got me hooked. Let's find out what the rest is about. Uh, that's all I got. Like I said, I'm trying to get in and out like a robbery. So that's all I got for y'all. Yeah, all these it mob niggas just rolling through. Right, it's crazy that you uh that you brought up shock value and shit, bro. Um, especially that early on shock value that creators would throw in there sometimes. I think an underrated skill that happens in series sometimes is when, uh, like you said, not being able to build on it. Underrated skill is being able to give you that shock value and plot twist early on in a series, and actually making your viewer, your audience, care about that plot twist when you give it that early. Right, because it got to be uh, well placed. Like, for example, I got real quick one anime that also hit me with shock value that wasn't well placed is called Gar- Gairi Zero. The first episode of the anime, they build up a team, four characters, basically about what they're doing, everything like that, how they're strong, how they're going to stop the bad guys, and all of a sudden, by the end of the episode, bad guy literally kills all four people, and then you switch over and you're like, oh, you're the main character. So you got shock value in that. The rest of the anime was trash. So well placed shock value also matters. That's all I would say. Most definitely, bro. Uh, I guess I ain't got to ask you to promote the pod because we already had our other fifteen members on here. Uh, well, yeah, uh, the, I am part of the It Mob crew, so I also have to represent that. But the uh, anime um, part of the It Mob crew is called the Mail Naka Mixer. It's called Mayo Naka Mixer. So if y'all want to check that out, y'all can also catch me on all my socials and all that good stuff as well. And you have to drop every Friday. I got y'all with the edits, you know. Um, be 
Panda is on the newest episode I'll be dropping this Friday. Yeah, so she, she out is. here, she out here just on a on a tour tour. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, she's she's, 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 face she's the, the face, bro. so yeah. Okay, for uh, all these people trying to get Luke on, trying to get Luke on for my birthday since y'all got so much to say. Thank you. Hey, Black, <laughs> Black Hole, you do my knocking mixer by yourself? Oh, no, no. I got a wonderful co host that actually just hopped on, and that'd be Scuba Steve. Yes, oh, yes, so yes. Do, so you do it by yourself? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> fight back, wow. Scuba. Fight back. Hey, right. Fight back. Fight back. Just be I, real. You I, ca- do you carry? Do you carry this nigga Steve? You back? I expect this from Mike. I don't expect this from GV. <laughs> Mike, not <laughs> even. Nah, nah, nah. I, keep it hundred. If I didn't have uh, Steve with me, I probably even really wouldn't be being podcasting right now. No, I don't get it. I lost no my other co-host. Don't get nah, it. Right nah, nah. I'm, be, I'm, I'm keeping hundred. Keep it hundred. For real. Hotel. Oh, my last you. question is: Do y'all promote this? Because I, I didn't know that y'all had a, a had a uh, a duo pod. Uh, we do promote it. Um, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, pro- I thought to say we promote it on the page. Producer Abe, give us the real, bro. Yeah, all right. Look, 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 y'all. I put out a tweet. I'm I'm lucky if they retweet that, John, and talk about oh, it. After the wow. Day, I'm going to need y'all to do better. Do better. Because <laughs> there's too all much right. heat y'all be dropping that's going unnoticed. Do better. So Steve, let me let me get the link to the pod, please. Text me, man, so I can listen to the to the duo. Or is it is it on the same RSS as uh Blur? No, that's nah, a different one, different one. one. I, okay, I got yeah, you, bro. Shoot me a link, bro. Bet. Appreciate you. Black hole, we appreciate you, bro. We finna move on to uh oh, we got Taylor up. Taylor, what's good? Hey. Um, just to introduce myself. My name is Taylor. I'm Attack on Tay Tay on Twitter, and I'm a writer on Funimation right now. Um but I'm a writer on many platforms. So if you're looking for someone writing a story about fandom or anime, I'm your girl and the intersection of sociology. Um, so basically what keeps me engrossed in an anime would pretty much be, I would just probably echo the sentiments that other people shared, um, like shock value. I feel like one of the most current ones is going to be, you know, like the attack on Titan. I remember when that came out and how everyone was shocked. I remember when, People were losing their minds. I feel like that's a lot of people's gateway anime for, you know, the newer generation, just because it was something that people hadn't really seen before. Although it although like that sort of thing that typically happens, like it's a recycled trope. Attack on Titan, although like um, that was extremely shocking and shock value in anime, it's not really anything new for particularly really good anime, I guess I would go on to say like, if the shock value in that anime is something that is relative to the world building and to the plot and to the story. So maybe cohesiveness is what I would say. Like, I'm just changing my answer as I'm talking, but I'm thinking like, if the story flows and it doesn't matter if it's like a trashy anime or a really good, like prestige sort of anime. But if it's a story that flows, like the dialogue feels like it's a part of that world, the world building. Um, if I have a sense of like where I am in that anime, where it stands, then that's something that's going to keep me engrossed along with the shock value. But if it's just shocking to be shocking, or if it's trying to do too many things at once, if it's like desperate for it rather than effortlessly this is my anime this is what it is then I'm automatically lost because I feel like I've watched so much anime that I can kind of tell when a writer is really desperate and trying to set a certain tone and it's not some it's not coming off naturally and I'll just automatically lose interest and then I guess one more thing would be like a twist or a take on something 
Like if it's some, like for example, with Samurai Shampoo, I'm not going to, I can't bring up that topic again, but someone on Twitter said that a certain setting of anime, like the feudal era, like old setting of anime is typically uninteresting and you have to do all this stuff to make it more interesting, make it more palatable. But there's ways that you can do that. There's ways that you can re like remix or reinvent an already established world and make it something that's cohesive, make it something that has like some sort of thematic resonance. Like the fact that Samurai Champloo incorporated, you know, not the feudal era. I'm trying to think of the particular era of J- of Japan, but the fact that it remixed that era of Japan with modern day hip hop culture, and it it felt fine. It felt organic, and it was something that some other other anime like typically try to emulate. Um, that's something that I like that kept my attention, and they did it flawlessly. So it's just like flawless executions of things that are new. And then on top of that, you have, you know, just great executions of already, you know, longstanding tropes. And then you could also have just something. I also am a fan of So Bad It's Bad It's Good. Like if you already know you're making a cringy trash anime, stand in your truth and make the cringiest trash anime. And I'm probably still going to watch it because it's so bad it's good. I'm a hate watcher too. Just know your audience in that sense. What do they need? What are they typically looking for? And find a way to keep it fresh. That's my answer. Uh, definitely agree with you about, it's definitely a, a way to do historical anime if you want to add that fantasy an- uh, element to it. But you got to be, uh, you got to listen to the ancestors when you season it up with the fantasy. You got to, you got to give it, the right amount and it's uh, a fine it's a fine line between killing it and overdoing it and i say yasuke is an example example where they went too far but i was um, trying not to say the word yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the, the anime hey, the project that should not be named that nigga is uh, voldemort <laughs> right but, but i will say far, this but you know i even look at something like vinland where it's still a historical anime and it's not like they are way out of the bounds of re- well, they out of the bounds of reality, but they ain't way out of the bounds of reality. Like Thorkill is definitely punching a horse in the chest and downing it in one hit. But you know, you also got other moments where it's very close to what we can uh identify with as, as regular human beings. So uh I think that they do a good job. Um and even I think I saw uh Aaron bring up uh uh Afro Samurai earlier. As an example, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I'm not even, and they and they got mix in there, and I'm not even mad at how they how they execute in Afro Samurai. I, I think I think that comes back to like what I was talking about earlier with, with the world building. Like I brought up um, Afro Samurai, Dororo, Blade of the Immortal, and Vinland Saga, all kind of anime that. Well, Afro Samurai is like you know in a kind of an unknown time necessarily. Like Blade of the Immortal and Dororo specifically, where Dororo has demons in it and all this kind of stuff like that, but it still fits you know perfectly in its timeline. So it has all these fantasy elements, but it it fits because of how they set the world, how they build it, and and they they give us there's like a some call like an allowable amount of conveniences, right? And every person has like their own personal amount of conveniences that can be in a show or a book or whatever like that, right? But a lot of anime knows, or a lot of you know, media knows, we, we can only have so many things that, that seem to be convenient before it gets too much, right? And that's like where 
you know, the show that should not be named. It, it takes it, t- it goes too far with its allowable conveniences where those shows they have the thing like Lady Immortal necessarily that man be he be healing wait it's the time period that he in he, he do dead ten times over he yes. be dead ten twenty times over but he, he keep coming back and that's that's not real that's fiction that's that's fantasy for most arts fiction whatever but it's it's allowable because it doesn't necessarily go out of the world because other people do the same stuff. So it's I, I, that's that's what comes down to the importance of world building and 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 really you know giving people uh, a view into the world and showing them like this is how things do in this world like this is not our world this is a different world whereas you know Jordan and I be named they tried to pro- they, they promoted it as our world and then when it came to a different world they didn't tell us why how who what when where and anything they just said oh yeah this and you're just supposed to believe it as the conveniences stack up and there's nothing that has a reasoning for the conveniences. Yeah. Um, Taylor, we appreciate yeah. you. Uh, Thank you. Did you, put, did you put all your writings and everything already? Yeah, I said I work for Funimation and all that, but I'll say it again. I work for Funimation, so I don't know if anyone has any publications that I can write for you. You got a uh, spreadsheet with your fees? You know, I, I don't. <laughs> Maybe I, I need to get that together. Yeah, you got to work on that. that up. Yeah, that, that's going to be the next thing I work on. We're All right, Taylor, we, we appreciate you. And uh, last on this topic, I got Alex. I don't even know if you're still there. Oh, shit. It's almost 7 a.m. over here, but I'm still here, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, bro, because I remember you said you was in France. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, he he's staying on the whole night this with us. Yeah, we appreciate that, yo. Good looking out to Alex for real, for real. Uh, that shit was interesting as fuck. I'm not gonna lie, like I was actually interested the whole thing. So this is my first time here, really. Hey, uh, tell all your me. tell all your friends over there overseas that you know we doing the thing over here. Hey, don't even worry, bro. Don't even worry. So we have like a an artist group going on, and we all make manga. And it's only African people in it, right? Because we only have this small community with us. And it's really cool that, you know, I didn't know about the Blurred community. So this is like my first time into it. And it's pretty cool. Like, I know Shanti from here. Like, this is this is actually the first time I talk to so many people at the same time. So I'm kind of confused. And I, hope you all, <laughs> I hope you all understand my English. Like, you know, I, I'm still learning. I hope it's not that bad. But yeah, um, to go on the subject. Nigga, you sound fine, bro. You don't sound real. I would have thought you already knew it. Damn. Uh, <laughs> all right, but so yeah, to come on the subject, uh, at the moment, I'm working on a project called Blues. So it's a manga I've been working on for the past years. And, you know, some people, I mean, someone here already read the first chapter that came out uh, a few ago. Uh, it was something I was not, um, satisfied with because for me word building is something that is really important when you come to when it comes to writing your own story um, I read something into in the book of uh, what's his name already the man that created uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Araki um, Araki Araki made a book about uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> let me have my shit okay. he, made, he made a book about writing your own manga and how you should proceed and you know, like the steps you you're supposed to take and all that stuff. And something that really connected with me was the fact that uh, the first chapter, the first page, not even the first chapter, but the first page was something that was really important. So I don't know how that transfers to anime, 
I guess it's like, you know, like the first minutes or something like that, probably. I don't really know. But when it comes to manga itself, it's the first page that is important. So for me, even if I start a new manga, if the first page doesn't connect with me, there's a chance that I might not get interested as if the first page was connecting the first time. So it might sound, you know, kind of harsh, but it's something that is like mental. Like you just, it's, it's your subconscious. I, I don't even know how to say it. It's like automatic. If the first page doesn't connect with you, there's a chance that you might not enjoy the rest of the story. So I kind of see it that way. And this is the reason why uh, my first chapter is taking so long to drop. It's because I'm trying to perfect things. And when it comes to that, there's the world building, the first page and the villain. For me, the villain is probably the most important when it comes to, you know, the story, keeping the story interesting. Um, If I want to give a good example, I'm going to talk about Kira from Jojo who was a villain that I totally Let's hated. Go! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and Kira is like you have to hate the villain, but you have to also try to understand him sometimes. But Kira was like the personification of the person you could not understand because you're not you're not a, you're not a, you're not a killer like him. I mean, I don't know for some of y'all, but <laughs> Kira you're not, <laughs> you're not like Kira. You're not like the same as him. So you can't understand the person. And at the same time, you start hating him as much as the main characters. You start getting confused about his actions because you don't know what he's doing it for. And then when you realize that he's doing it only for his self-pleasure, you hate the nigga even more. And that's what makes a good story for me. The fact that you can hate the villain, you can love the main characters or it can go both ways. I mean, I don't know. Some of y'all might like Kira because, you know, you think like him and shit, but it, it that's really what's important to me. And the rest of the the thoughts I had, uh, we're already said by the people that were in the podcast, so I'm not going to repeat stuff. But yeah, that's mainly what I had to say. <laughs> uh, appreciate you, bro. Uh, I definitely yeah. want you to, to pub the manga that you're working on. But first, I'm going to say, uh, just like creative creator, don't get caught up in the perfectionism of it, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so easy, and I think everybody up here can speak to this. It's so easy to have the vision for what you want your project to look like. Yeah. And you find yourself like going over and over on that first piece because you want it to be just right. And you damn near never get it out because you just too focused on perfection. That shit's a journey. It's not a destination, bro. Mm-hmm. And his shit's fire, y'all. Please go read it. Like, I should get on here when the new chapter dropping because this shit be fire. Like, this man, go, go, go read blues now. I don't, I don't care, bro. Go read that. Shit. Like, you need to start it go ahead and uh, go ahead and promote it, and remember to drop the link and tweet about it with the hashtag Anime After Dark. Everybody here can have it. So the name is Blues. It's the story of a guy called Shinji. Um, so Shinji Adventures? Eh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's living Shinji. And uh, the stories, I mean, y'all know it before everyone. So I'm supposed to drop the first chapter uh, that is going to be completely done on June 23rd. Y'all heard it here first. Uh, June 23rd, I'm dropping the chapter. And if you want to keep up with, you know, the updates and stuff, my name on Twitter is Kuro Vibes. And the same on Instagram. I'm probably going to be more active on Instagram, though. So if y'all want to keep up with the updates, it's going to be there. Hey, and check out our podcast. I interviewed him. It was so far. He put me on a lot of new manga that I did not know about. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to tweet about it, bro. No problem. Alright, that's it for that section. Um, 
I was trying to get y'all niggas out of here by midnight. I have failed miserably at that. Yeah, we running. Uh, I'm running security next time. It's only eleven o'clock to me. Bro, it wasn't even. It wasn't even about the amount of people in the club. Everybody want to dance to the same song that Yasuke shit. G. <laughs> Cute black gold uh, music. I blame. I blame Abe for this one. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, bro, let's go. Yeah, let's that sounds good to Abe. me. That sounds good to me. It's always nice to blame Abe. Anybody yeah, with me this time. Y'all yeah. niggas is wilding. Mm-hmm. Right. That nigga over there. Uh, um, we not about he to start not, that he up. He's he not even here. He's not even focused in with us. Uh, I am focused. Y'all not blaming me. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Move on to the next one, G. What you eating, bro? Oh, nothing. <laughs> uh, edible. This nigga, I'm dead. He high as hell. High as no, hell. let's just get. Ain't it tough to ask the parts to wrap up? <laughs> this nigga here. Hey, bro. I'm the host, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for Ask the Pods But since we about to go over to midnight I'm, on, I'm only taking four of y'all tonight uh, So we need four good questions I'm about to open up the hands now The first four to throw their hands up Y'all the four Ooh, to get GB, to Let me pick man Let me pick who man You want to pick who? Yeah yeah So anybody <laughs> want to come up Ask the Pods Do it right now Raise the hands And I will pick who's coming up Because some of y'all Long winded <laughs> No, not even that they long winded. I'm just avoiding anybody that's gonna speak on one piece. So let's I'm looking get at, I'm looking at the list right now. Bro. <laughs> I'm assuming that you think they takes bad, and I'm pushing the agenda. Oh no, no, no! I, I, like I said, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody said any bad takes. It's just like I said, uh, it's cool, bro. I'm gonna push the agenda. Nah. So Kamaya for sure. She always says something good. Um, skipping over Mari. Uh, let me see Taylor for sure. Should have right. never gave this nigga Mike the keys. Yeah, you know, I got the keys now, man. Like this, in the queue, bro. <laughs> this nigga Mark gonna keep raising his hands. No, nigga. Um, <laughs> everybody raise your hand. I'll accept everybody and get kicked. I'm just playing. But yeah, Kamai, why? What? Yeah, why you? You already up here? So you can go ahead and get it going. We're not about to keep waiting. It's almost midnight over here. Yeah, come on. Okay, um, since I've been delving into my comfort genres of psychological and mystery, I want to know for all of my social, psychological and mystery lovers, what's your favorite part about those genres? And if you don't watch them, why? Uh, I, okay, so, oh, okay, never mind. I'm about to say, that's Nay's bag. I, I was going to say for me, Oh, now you go first. Now you go first. Is your hand? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, I think my biggest, like the biggest piece for me um, is just me watching and literally just trying to figure out what this person is thinking while they're thinking it. Or like, um, like for me, like with Death Note, like Light's whole take on like initially, you know, having Death Note to try to do good. And watching his, I guess, progression to the other side. Um, And I'm like that with movies and and stuff like that as well. Like, it's always me just trying to, like, analyze why these people are doing this. Like, what what is going on in their brain for them to, um, or for this to be happening? So I think that's the biggest piece for me. Yeah, I agree. Um... I like putting myself in like that character's shoes and seeing like how I would react and seeing how the character reacts and kind of like putting out together. That's why I, I really enjoy Psychopaths because that villain of that of season one really effed with the main character's like psyche because he was like, I'm perfectly sane. But I just love that whole aspect of it because it just puts you in like, the world and like 
what how would you react and and how every reaction is different exactly i totally agree with that and that's why I for love, me like us and like sorry that's why i love us because like it like it makes you think like shit so many things yeah for me when it comes to that genre um it's really the first conflict and how uh either the antagonist or how the story um makes the mc break like what do you do to break the character mentally um and when you produce it very well you know that that usually gets me all all in it for the long haul like i love shit like that i love attacks on the mental state of mind uh, making characters have to have to go against their morals sometimes and putting them in tight spots like that uh, I, I won't go into depth with an answer about myself because they, I mean, they and A pretty much nailed what I feel. I'm about to mental aspect, so I'm I, I'm gonna be kind of the weird one, I guess. Um, for me, it kind of like for some like psychopaths and like science gate. I guess what interests me is I guess the science behind it or the the ideas presented behind it. I really like I really like watching a story, especially a mystery, um, where you can really tell the the you know the author or uh the writer mangaka or whatever they put they put research into this like they start bringing up theorems and theories and stuff like that and i'm like oh i know that shit and i can just that's what really enhances it for me i think like with psychopaths even though i did like the villain that probably wasn't the most interesting thing to me in the series and the series was the morality system and then you know the reveal at the end with how the morality system actually works and and kind of like the science and, and the working behind that like that's what kind of i guess grasp me to mysteries like that and you know uh, when it comes to, like psychological stuff like death note it's more so i guess kind of like figuring out the intentions behind the person you know uh, uh causing the you know the psycho psychoanalysis and stuff like that so well yeah, yeah that's what i meant about the villain like the villain was the person that messed up this whole society like of the science that's why i liked him because he like he messed it all up that's that's what i meant when i said like the villain because he kind of like you know Play with that whole sense. Anybody else? Who? Uh, Mike, did you say something? I ain't say shit, bro. You gotta say something. <laughs> Come on, have you watched Steins Gate? I have not. I'm watching Moriarty the Patriot right now. Steins Gate is on my list after I finish Moriarty the Patriot. Okay. Woo, you watch Steins Gate, let watch me know. Because yeah. I feel like uh, fire. I know it's in the time travel, but I guess it has a psychological aspect, especially what um, one of the main characters goes through towards the end of season one. And then the you this getting to see how that plays out for him in season two with the like the psychological stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. Steins Gate is definitely a, is definitely a hit on the psychological it, aspect. And also, I feel like if you're really looking for psychological, you can damn near throw a stone at any Sanin and, and Jose and, and B.I. Right. Oh, trust me. I have a lot of psychological anime on my list that I have to delve into because that's my comfort genre and I love it so much. You should. Oh, A Sunday Without God. And, uh, that's on my list, too. Okay, good. Uh, Kamaya, we appreciate you. Question Thank number you. two on deck is from Taylor. Hey guys, so I have, um, I know we're running out of time, so I'll just have the one question. And basically, um, what's your favorite genre bending anime that actually did it successfully? I'm talking like two 
multiple parts of the anime where if you were, if someone were to pitch it to you, it sounds insane. None of the elements are supposed to work, but they did it and they did it well. So just like a positive note, what's someone who actually took something, reinvented it, added their own mix to it and did wrote something that actually made sense and you enjoyed it. JoJo's. I was definitely going to say JoJo's. I was just about to say that shit, bro. JoJo, bro. <laughs> I, I think Rocky. we was all going to say JoJo's. Nah, nah, I can keep that shit. This nigga <laughs> leaked. <laughs> Thank you, this shit. I was, I was no one was, no one was making this shit back that. then. I mean, he can stop making it and I'll be all right. Nah. <laughs> yeah, JoJo's is, is the first one that comes to mind. And like everybody's been saying, that shit just, it's just so unique and it, and it, it's, it hits, yo. I don't get the whole skipping it, but that's a whole nother discussion. Everything progresses. Wait, you don't skip. get the what? Skip. This the whole skipping the parts and whatnot, but you know, right. that's a whole nother part. Hey, Lee, no. keep talking your shit, man. That shit is terrible. This nigga here, boy. Just bro, thank you it. Co- Lee, you got co-signed by Mari, bro. You're going to have to think about your take. Yeah, now. I mean, you take bad now, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be your shit. Not uh, I, don't, I don't retract anything because that shit was not worth watching at the beginning. Well, I mean, I agree at, at part you see one. How you say at the beginning? Yeah, I agree. Bro, I would have never made it past episode one if y'all didn't recommend it. And that's what friends are for, bro. I agree. Yeah, y'all <laughs> put me through a bunch of bullshit just to get to me, just to get to okay. Oh, I'm not going to lie, though. I made it. I just watched the first season of it, and everyone was telling me it was incredible. And I, I, said that? I believe them. I <laughs> a liar. Them. A liar said that. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that someone agreed that season one was not the greatest at what point are you like okay this is it this is where this is where it starts because everybody everybody gonna keep telling you the next part then the next part part. pretty much pretty much before before we get stuck on uh lee trying to uh slander joe tell the truth i do i do not tell the truth i do want to Tierra, don't be co-signing on this nigga leak. You don't even know he's talking about. Leak, leak, leak. I'm even a podcast, bro, because you, you, you talking real reckless. Reckless. That boy, that boy finna slander JoJo reckless? for an hour and a half. He's reckless. reckless. <laughs> that shit is ass uh, at the beginning. I, want, I, I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about a, a anime or two anime. I think should be on that list of gender bent. Uh, Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. Trigun being my one of my favorites. They, they both like space westerns to me a little bit. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm throwing those both up there on the list. GB, you say Ooh, gender bin? That's a good choice. That's an oldie but a goodie. I love it. I said gender bin. Yeah, I'm in genre bin. I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> I would say, I would say, and I, I, I tweeted about it too. I would say decadence. Um, I, decadence is is kind of an isekai, also kind of a mech. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of a few things. And it's honestly amazing. Uh, you you watch you watch episode two. You have no clue what the fuck you just walked into, and like changes right. the whole thing. Like now, nah, decadence it it, it kind of and it ha- also has like mystery to it too. Like it's it does a lot of things and it it works out somehow, somewhere. Yeah, I I walked out the room for a second in between episodes, and the animation is even completely different. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? So yeah, <laughs> decadence definitely. It's one of the ones that's um that if you're not really paying attention and you gotta really fucking get invested because you don't know what the fuck is going on if you don't um pay attention. Um 
I did see somebody try to throw Attack on Titan into that category too, but I ain't, I ain't allowing it, bro. Oh no, I don't nah. see how. I don't see how at all. Niggas be niggas be trying to push the uh the mech agenda on Attack on Titan, and then they be trying to and say. That's you know, but how though? That's I, well, the person because it's because it's little it's here. little bodies inside big bodies. But it's not. Man. It's not a machine. No. It's yeah, no they try to put the mech agenda on it. At, no. Uh, did everybody get a chance to answer? If you had an answer, no. I guess so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Taylor, we appreciate you. All right. Have a good night. I know it's midnight where you are, right? Yeah, no, it's 10 o'clock where I'm at. I'm in a, it's I'm midnight on my where I am. It's 10 o'clock where I am, too. That's why we're all we're wide awake. Yeah, we good. We good. <laughs> uh, Mari, what's good, bro? What's good? I was going to come up here and talk One Piece, but I don't need Mike to kick me out the room. I'm so. glad you know what type of time I'm on, man. It's midnight. I ain't got time yeah, for it. Bro, I'll bring you back, bro. No. Man, my question. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all, I need y'all to recommend me manga and anime that y'all like that like is not mainstream that not everyone knows. I got one for you. History starting to stifle Kanichi. Oh god, I thought this nigga was gonna say Kingdom. I mean, that's Kingdom uh, too. Oh, I mean, King, yeah, Kingdom is more mainstream than a lot of stuff. It's actually goaded by a lot of people, but Kingdom is also one of them. You said history of what? I'm writing this shit down. Uh, history's strongest disciple, Kanichi. Yeah. I, I got, I got, I got a few of these. I got a few of these, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say like. I'm not gonna say like four. Um. First, I gotta say Nisekoi, Nisekoi. If you if you like, I guess it's, it's like like Monogatari, I guess in a way, but also not. So it's kind of like well, the the directing style is which makes it so good. Um, Rage of Bahamut. I think they're both on Hulu. It's like two 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 different series, but they follow each other. Um, one I forget the I forget if they're called right now, but they they're both really good. Actually, I think they were. Anime by Mappa. I can't remember who animated him. I think it was Mappa. Um, then I was gonna say if you like uh, if you like Damachi, which is like um, can you was it not catch not was it uh, can you pick up girls in the dungeon? Or is it okay like to pick up girls in the that's, dungeon? Yeah, it's okay to pick up girls in the dungeon. That's, my, that's, my that's on Amazon. That's called Sword Oratia or uh, Oratario Oratia. I can't I can't say it. Um, that that follow that follows like the uh the I forget what guild it follows, but different guild that like while he's doing his mission it follows what they're doing. And it's the like Loki Guild. The Loki Guild, yeah, follows the Loki Guild instead of him, which is mad interesting. It's actually much better than I thought it was. And I guess the last one I'm gonna say is even though I guess this isn't Loki, but people haven't talked about it in a long time, is recreators. Um which is basically an op it's a it's a it's a, it's a Opposite isekai. So instead of people going to a fantasy world, people from the, people from fantasy video games, I guess come to the real world and end up having to fight in like in the real world, and it brings like the uh, people who they're connected to into the battles and shit like that. I guess it's kind of it kind now 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 I'm saying it out loud. It's kind of like fate in a way, but also not like fate. But yeah, those are the four. I, y'all know I could say like another twenty. <clears throat> Rage of Bahamut is also on. I ain't gonna lie, I can't get with fate. Fate is not a good series. Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Why did you say that? Somebody take this nigga out. I'm trying to. Actually, I can't even wow you on that shit because I actually just started. Because elite, 
bro. <laughs> Kick this nigga. Yeah. I can't even wow you on that shit, bro. I'll just take name, I can. I'll name some real quick because I know we ain't got time, but um, ID Invaded, uh, Blood Blockade, Battlefront. Yes. I started Blood Blockade. Yeah, Blood Blockade, Battlefront. Um, shit, right now I'm watching I Taxi. I've been pushing that agenda. Um, Scissor 7 on Netflix. It's like a little comedy joint. That shit is funny. Um, and then Junie Tyson and Terraformars are uh, two good ones too. That's short. Mm. Terraformers. Yeah. All hits, no misses. Good job. Mike, I see you be uh, for Castlevania. I got to start that shit. Yes, please, please watch yeah. Castlevania. I just oh, finished it. Um, beautiful story. Another hit. Another hit. All four seasons are gas. Like, yeah. I highly recommend. Um, also, I also recommend um, Record of Grand Crush Ward. I fully enjoyed that series. I think it's on Hulu. Um, it's short, but yeah, it's 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 a really good series. Um, ID Invaded. Oh my god, I love that series. And Shit, um, too far. Um, I would say Blade Immortal. I I I really did enjoy that anime because I think a lot of like the artistic style was really cool and the story was great. Um, a lot of chaos. So that was the one I recommend. Enjoy Hero. Uh, sure. I guess I guess I'll go last before we move on to the last person tonight. Um two mon- three three series I'm reading right now, solo leveling. Uh is okay. Like I'm not gassed up about it, but I can see why niggas are, I guess. Uh Sweat and Soap, which I was put on by Crystal from uh K House yes. Podcast. So uh Run with the Wind. Which is cool. It's a it's a sports manga about track anime, track. But like, it's not even track. These niggas is just running so far. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the shit not even track. It's just these <laughs> niggas out here like in track suits doing their thing. Uh, uh, Forrest Gump anime. Okay. <laughs> basically, that's basically what it is, bro. It's old drunk niggas on the block that just decide to go outside and go street light to street light. So um, right. them them three are reading right now, and I've been fucking with. Oh, and one one I'm finna start that I've been hearing good things about that I'm probably gonna start in like a week or so is gonna be Kaiju number eight. Y'all That's watch Ca- uh y'all need to watch Cautious Hero. I just started that shit pretty good too. Cautious Hero was all right. Yeah, Cautious um, is all right. It's, it's all right. Cautious Hero made the mistake of dropping around the same time as the Shield Hero. And I it need a second season though. It's just still <clears> good yeah, season. it do. It needed. But appreciate y'all having me. Go read One Piece. I know that shit gonna make Mike mad, but whatever. Damn. That nigga got rid of him. Well, what happened to him? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Al, you, you the last nigga to like, uh, finish it off right for Ed bro. Bring it Damn, on. y'all. Gang, gang? Can y'all hear me? We have yeah, a pre- pressure. Hey, I cut that man off hella quick, man. That's all bad. Uh, <laughs> I'll make it quick. I got a two question one. Um, we first one. It, okay. I could do it. Um, what's your favorite anime possession? Like when I say that, like all of us are anime heads in some way, shape, or form. Like if you got an anime room, or you got something signed by a certain like Arthur or something like that, or if you got like a favorite figurine, something like that. What's your favorite anime possession? That's a good question. Ooh, I would say my um my bleach manga bomb signed by um the dub voice actor for Ichigo. I, I feel like he's a really great dub voice actor and I love I love his dub voice. But yeah, that, I, I have that shit in like a plastic bag type shit. Because <laughs> I, I, I love his voice actor. Yeah, I have um I have two. Um they're actually right behind me right now. I'm about to tweet a picture. 
So I have a, a hand painted hand painted picture of me as Ichigo from uh, Kai. Kai painted it for me, um, and then I also have a uh, hand painted Yusuke picture uh, from Locked Up Little Mama on Twitter, and it's it's amazing. So let me let me tweet this picture real quick. So, oh yeah. shoot! Oh sorry. I was up beside um, uh, Dragon Ball Broly uh, movie poster by the person who did the music for it. I won a contest. And he signed it. So I have that framed up too. I'm trying uh, to get my collection up, but as of right now, my favorite anime possessions happen to be my bonnet and my silkies. I got a Nakatsuki bonnet, a One Piece Durag, um, Demon Slayer Durag, and a Itachi and Sasuke Durag so far. Go ahead and shoot me that One Piece Durag, that link, bro. I actually have an extra one. I can mail that to you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, send you my address then. Bet. Uh, yeah. My favorite possession right now, it was given to me by this nigga on Twitter. I won this competition. It's a a newspaper article clipping of the thousandth oh, chapter of One Piece. Lost. That was actually me that gave that to you. So I know I know that was you, nigga. <laughs> you know what? I'm a heathen, yo. I forgot about that. I'm looking at it's still in the tube because I, I ain't put it up yet. That's facts. That's another Damn, one. Damn, that nigga on my pod and I didn't even win it. That's crazy. Hey, he ain't joining you until afterwards. Relax. This this the part this the I'm part where you find out that nigga brought you with the pod just to win the poster. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> the you. truth comes out. Um, no, no I, I, I love the poster. I don't have my own studio and shit yet. Like the the podcast studio shares space in another room of our apartment. And so I don't have anywhere to put it up. So I just I have to settle for like taking it out the uh the tube every once in a while, just looking at it. But I love that poster and I can't wait to hang it on my wall. Um, shit. I'm I'm a broke nigga, so I don't got nice things like the rest of the fool. That's it all, bro. You got a whole uh, podcast, bro. You rich. Damn, I'm broke as a motherfucker, nigga. All right, all right. Um, I think probably the best thing I got maybe is my trigun poster. I got this wall scroll when I was in LA. I went to like the little like Japanese part of town they got, and I got something from there. I think that's that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I went to DreamCon, I tried to get an autograph from uh, Linda Young, the voice of Genkai Frieza or whatever, and she wouldn't sign it. Like she was like twenty five dollars or some shit, and I didn't know. <laughs> but her, no, but her son. So you sharing an L? Damn, can I t- can I tell my story? I let y'all talk. So no, but he said he let us talk. Okay. Her son is um the nigga from uh, the nigga that voices Karama from uh, John Bergemar. Be respectful. I don't I don't know his name, but get nigga, that nigga um, might kick him. But basically, he gave me like a whole poster and signed a bunch of shit and was like be wise and all this other shit. And then all of a sudden, his mama wanted to sign some shit. I didn't want to autograph, but I took it. But um, <laughs> yeah, that that's like my favorite piece of uh, memorabilia or whatever. I'm going to be real. It didn't sound like he was excited about it, but oh well. I mean, I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of shit. Could I say right. mine since I'm on? So no. No. Yeah, yeah. Say, say yours, bro. <laughs> Say yours, and then I'm moving to the audience. I appreciate you. I just wanted to brag. I got um, a Dragon Ball Super card signed by the voice of Vegeta, Goku, and Beerus. And I also got a um, signed art card from the guy that did Food Wars. The guy that did all the artwork and stuff like that. He drew me a handmade picture of Alice and signed it for <laughs> me. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. 
right, y'all. We finally made it to the end of this session. I did not manage to get y'all to here by midnight, but I'm managing to get y'all to here by midnight 15. So I hope that I can get a little bit of credit for that. Uh, we're probably going to put an official ban on Yasuke for clubhouse rooms going uh, forward in the future. Mike, are there any special announcements I need to make before I get us the fuck up out of here? Um, No special announcements, man. Y'all pull up to DreamCon if you can. Uh, actually, yeah, if you ain't got your ticket, you don't even worry about it. Um, other than that, man, yeah, I really don't think that's it, man. I miss you, Sensei Look Love. I hope you come back next week because, man, we need you here. Um, yeah, you got to run security, bro. Yeah. And uh, shout out shout out to the It Mob niggas that came up this week, man. And um, well, everybody Appreciate outside you. of Steve. Um, Definitely go check out the yeah. It Mob. Uh, oh, oh. Run my fade tournament going on right now. Best Senseis. Go to Worst Gen Pod page. Vote. Uh, we need y'all numbers to come in and keep the agendas going. I need my boy Reagan to go to the championship. Um, Reagan, you can dead that brother. He got my <laughs> that shit almost happened. Carl Sensei supremacy. Carl Sensei supremacy. Real quick, real quick, real quick. I did a nigga. It's twelve hours left in the first round. It's Jiraiya versus Reagan right now. Carl Sensei versus Gojo. Master Roshi versus Asuma Sensei. Aizawa versus Piccolo. Genkai versus Izumi Curtis. And Mike Guy versus Rayleigh. Dr. Frankenstein versus Biscuit Kruger and Kisuke versus Captain Yami. So 12 hours left on that, y'all. I couldn't vote on like two or three of those hoes. I don't know why. Wasn't that... Um, Aaron, while you unmuted, go ahead and uh, promote the pod so we can get up out of here. Oh, oh yeah. I'm Aaron, aka The Lost Homie, aka The Anime Anthology from the Black Anime Podcast. Uh, you can get a, catch us on every I guess most, every most podcasting, you know, site, you know, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, all that. You can also catch us on YouTube whenever I feel like editing a video, which hasn't happened in about two months. So, um, I mean, when it comes, it comes. <laughs> uh, spicy. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Spicely Yourself from Spicely Talks Podcast. Um, you can follow us on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. I just posted my Castlevania Season 4 review, so go check that out. Um, more reviews on the way. I also have a Twitch channel called Spice Lady Gaming. going to um, stream more on there, so make sure you guys go follow me on there and support your girl. Support the Patreon. Become part of our stand user family. You know, it's all JoJo. I love over here. Uh, can I get a representative from the Imod, please? Got y'all. Um, it's your boy Abe, uh, known as Prince A. Lawal on Twitter. Um, Prince Show the Blood Miss. I am part of the co-host for It Mob. I'm a uh, the co-editor for It Mob and Mayanaka Mixer. I have my own podcast that's more focused on culture and sports and all that stuff called Osen A. We just dropped a new episode today. Uh, episodes usually drop weekly on the weekends. Um, and yeah, uh, check out our YouTube page. Uh, inside the mind of the blurred follow us on twitter at the blurred mind pod follow us on instagram for show and make sure uh you oh well we got it on youtube on friday at six central seven est and i don't know what time that is for y'all west coast niggas but y'all can figure it um we premiering our uh cartoon tier list ranking that we did so please uh, that's the one with uh, crystal light yamagi is drunk out her mouth right 
Yeah, yeah. This nigga said Yamagi. <laughs> yeah, so please, please uh, pull up and slander us because these niggas was out of line. No, nah, no, nah, I ain't say all that. I ain't say all that. They yeah. was out of line. Just, on just pull up and walk. <laughs> but yeah. Lee, can it. I can I get it? Can I get some worst jam pop? Shit, follow us at Worst Jam Pod. Subscribe to our website, WestGenerationPodcast.com. Fuck with the Run My Fade tournaments. Uh, fuck with Panda, the most recognizable person on the podcast. She can't defend herself now. She's on everybody else's pod. Um, but yeah, follow us everywhere, man. We uh, got a lot of more shit coming. Season three is coming soon. So stay tuned for that shit. Uh, Mike, can I get that blend of my pub? Um... Follow us at Blender May Podcast on everything, IG and Twitter and all that good stuff, man. Uh, episodes drop on Monday for the most part. Um, Anime After Dark episodes drop uh, on Patreon on Thursdays and uh, on Fridays for the public uh, on all streaming services. And um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Um, GB, we good? We got everything? We are good. That is it. We appreciate everybody for coming out. Until next week, we gonna holler at y'all and we out.
Yeah.